It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the Bulldozer Matt Tremont. There's this one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m. Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us! Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope for that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you couldn't. Now look at that doctor, you want me? Fuck that. Black dude, This bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. It is Thursday, April 21st, 2016. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, Jake Al Morris. Got a big show for you tonight, man. Um, tonight, I do believe I have on the line my guest for tonight, the owner of CZW, DJ Hyde. Hey, Jay. How are you? Doing all right, man. How are you? Long day after training, but uh, a good day. I'm coming on your show, so we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, you know, first off, I, I definitely want to thank you for doing this. Um, you know, probably not as easy a ride as a lot of the shows you go on, but, you know, be as fair as I can. No, 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 no. I, I'm very well aware of uh, 
this show. I've been on the show before. It's been a while. Um, of course. But, uh, of course, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I totally enjoy talking to you. I know you're a, a, a fan of CZW, and, and I know you're, you, uh, you don't hold nothing back. You don't pull punches. You say how you feel and how, how it is, and, and I, I respect that about you. So, Absolutely. You know, that's, so, that's why look, I like coming on your show. <laughs> All right. Well, look, you know, I want to go back and just start with, you know, you were obviously a fan of CZW, a guy who worked for CZW. When you bought CZW as a company, what was it in CZW that made CZW special to make you want to purchase the company and go forward actually owning? Um, it was my home. Uh, I mean, it was like when – when I got back here and, and, and like on and off doing the things I was doing with other, with other promotions. Um, and I looked at it and I looked at my career and, and I originally thought, Oh, I'll start some small company and do things the way I want to do them. And, um, you know, John was kind of, you know, like, like a mentor, a father figure to a lot of guys. And, and it was, it was family. It was, you know, it's like it's like when your dad is running the business and it's time for him to retire and, and take over. And, you know, I had already been behind the scenes doing a number of things for a number of years anyway, um, whether it was finding talents and helping them get booked or brought in or, you know, or just, you know, mundane things from running the school for so many years and doing the training and, you know, a number of other things. It, it was just very much like, hey, this is my home, these are my friends, these are the people that, you know, I really care about in wrestling. And the fans, while they are the toughest, most vile, you know, I mean, scariest fans to wrestle in front of, they're still the best. Like, I I am one of those guys that I know you, specifically you, get very critical of the product at times. I actually enjoy that. Sure. I actually, like, people think that I really hate those guys, and, like, no, I actually like those guys. I want them to, you know, if you're going to talk trash about the product, talk trash. Like, hey, like, I and, and sometimes I understand the situations and I get that they don't see everything, but it's, that's what you want. You know, you want people that are passionate and people that are like, no, this is how we, and, you know, to me it was like, all right, this is my family, these are my boys, so I made it happen. And, uh, you know, it, it was it was a conversation that, that was, started at that tournament of death, you know, that year that, you know, Nikki got hurt and I somehow I won tournament of death the week after tournament of death. And, you know, uh, like the whole thing fell apart and it, it was probably one of the best TODs there was, was COD eight. And, um, you know, from there it just kind of snowballed. And I, I think John at that time was really burned out, you know, just mentally, like right. it, it was one of those things. So, uh, you know, it was, it, you know, after years of doing deathmatch wrestling, too, and, and taking CZW and fighting with the states and, and the crowd and trying to, to make it all work and trying to do this, and then the ever-changing wrestling environment, I think John was just kind of like, hey, you know, I got kids, man. <laughs> I'm done. And, and you know, it, it just showed, and, and he was burned out. And it, it was just it was time for somebody else to take the reins, and I stepped up and went, and I made it happen. And, and I was just like, right. I love this place. It's my, it's, it was my heart and soul. So um, that's why okay. I bought it. Um, so, so, I mean, going forward, you knew 
what CZW was all about, what it entailed, um, you know, all the different avenues that CZW covered. There's been a lot of, you know, disparaging things said about the past of CZW and, you know, the difference overall from a Zandig versus DJ era of CZW. And a lot of, a lot of things have been somewhat fabricated about the past. Um, what do you feel the difference is? Vision. Um, John's vision, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, I think a big difference is how things are now. It, it, like, society's changing, rules are changing, laws are changing all the time, you know. Um, the crowd's changing. I mean, ways to access the product. Like, when I got into CZW, you know, after Cajun at 2, and I started coming here and, like, you know, and I'm watching it in Champs Arena, you know, where I was already wrestling on really small, sh- what I would, I don't want to bury these companies, but, like, very small shows, nothing compared to CZW, you know, and, and being right. a big fan of their product, you know, like, John could do a lot. He could get away with anything, and he was in the, you know, he was the bastard child of ECW, you know, you you had to, he didn't want to just be hardcore, he had to step it up, and he realized that. And he based the company around guys that did a bunch of crazy deathmatch stuff and high spots. And, you know, guys that did flips and cool stuff and and and, and that. And then as society changed, it started getting harder for him. And, you know, you couldn't just go out there. With, and those were his boys. John had the same philosophy I did where it was like my family. He had his class, the Gages and Justice Paynes. He trained all those guys. They were all his kids, you know. Right. And and they were all so gun ho about it. And now the business has changed. The business changed tremendously. And you know now where it's like when I when I first became a fan of CZW, if you wanted to see Nick Gage, you could only see him at CZW. Now when I took right. over, Nicky's at you know he's at ten different companies within you know an hour or two. You know he's at CZW, Jersey All Pro. Uh, you know now nowadays it's even it's even worse now. It's, it's ten times worse now. Um, right. but, uh, I think that's the main difference. And then my vision of what I want was, was like, and, and what I think wrestling should be is, is a little different than John's. I love what I bought and death I, I, I mean, I do it myself. Um, but mm-hmm. I also like great technical wrestling and I looked at it from a broader perspective and said, Hey, you know, you have guys like Nick Mondo get a five year wrestling career because that's all he did. Right. And, and there's no longevity. And then he retires. And, yes, he's a legend, and he's done these tremendous things. Guys like the white feeder. But, like, they're never going to wrestle again, you know. And now the guys, right. like, like guys like me, guys like Masada, who've been doing this a decade and a half plus. You know, Matt Tremont's had a pretty good run. You know, Danny Havoc, Devin Moore. Like, they can, they can actually work. Like, you know, it's like Devin Moore. Like, yeah, he does death matches and stuff, but, like, I've seen Devin Moore go out there and steal a show with guys, like, and not do one hardcore thing. He's done it a hundred times over, and I know he can do it. So it's it, you got to right. challenge them. And then I, I also wanted, you know, you now have the guys like the Gulaks and the the Tim Thatchers, and then guys like Greg Excellence and guys like Tim Dodson's characters, um, the Sammy right. Callahans of the world. You know, you're always going to have Air Fox and, and Ricochets and Rich Swans and guys like that. You know, or like now the David Stars and John Greshams. Those were not guys that were really in John's era. 
You know, I mean, they kind of were because you could say you could kind of say Trent was that guy, but Trent was doing a bunch of crazy high spots too. You know, and well, I mean, there was times, guys, there was reckless youth work there. I mean, you had while, the Briscoes, yeah. you had you know Alex Shelley. I mean, Jimmy Rave. I mean, it, it wasn't really all high spots. That's where I say the you know yeah, the history is getting I, I a little that, bit revisionist. That was also, but what fans don't know is that was a changing of the guard when the Jimmy Raves. And guys like that were, were being brought in. John wasn't running the show. Blake Burns was running the show. I was there. I know. I was getting booked. Burns was the one who brought in Super Dragons and Chris Heroes and Alex Shelley's and all those guys. Um, it was what, what we call the wrestling era. Blake Burns was the booker. Blake Burns was basically running the company, you know, and, and, and he was the guy that was behind that era. And it was widely popular at the time. And... Um, I kind of wanted, like I said, to get back to this thing, I, I kind of wanted something for everybody. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, you know, Deathmatch Wrestling gets a lot of criticism. And, and But it also gets a lot of praise from a certain group. So it's like, okay, well, if you're not coming for this, come for this. If you love Drew Gulak, come for that. Okay? But we're going to have, you know, we're going to have Masada go out there and be crazy. You know, like, he's going to bleed. But you're coming to see Drew Gulak. Or if you don't like... Drew Gulak, you like A.R. Fox and his crazy dives and athleticism and all. Come for him, you know. And I think the old fans were, were very, no, this is what CZW is. And my philosophy was, like, no, I'm going to make CZW into what I believe wrestling is. I'm still going to stick to that. You know, I'm still going to do what we do. I'm just going to do these other things, too. And... You know, I think that was just the difference in series. And plus, like, things have gotten harder. I know I'm on a rant, Jay. I apologize. Um, but, like, no, sorry. you know, it's, it's, it's like doing Tournament of Death now. Like, I mean, when we did TOD8, there was no, hey, you need 10 permits, and you got to have ambulances there, and, you know, you got to get blood tests for all the boys. And, you know, it was just like, hey, we're going to run a show. That's why John always did it in Delaware. You know, we couldn't do it in PA because the Athletic Commission. You couldn't do it in Jersey because of the laws. You know, and, I mean, because John made those. I mean, John got those laws enforced. And then it was like, uh, that's why we went to Delaware in the first place to do it, because you could get away with it. Now, you know, now they have an athletic commission. Now it's it's all changed. It's made it harder. And, and, and that's a big, you know, it's, it, it comes down to costs. And there, there's a lot of factors. So, um, but those are the big, big things, I think. I think that society changed what my vision was compared to what it was and, and, and how I wanted the future to go. All right. I mean, I still maintain that wrestling involved in CZW from the start. I, I really do. I think, you know, oh, no, I the, the I thought that they had five death matches a card is crazy. I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that, but, I mean, I have been there where, you know, I have been on shows where John would be like, Ring of Honor's running the armory. All right, we're doing five hardcore matches. Hardcore is the draw. And I don't disagree with that, but it's kind of where, you know, when you're breaking 20 cables at 100 bucks, it starts eating into your budget, and your budget ain't changing. The house is the same. You know, you're going to draw what you're going to draw. And, and, you know, it wasn't like you had iPay-per-views and, and VODs back in the day. I mean, that's, that technology has only been around about five years now. You know, that kind of came around right. new when I took over. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think there was wrestling. I just don't think it was John's philosophy. You know what I'm saying? That's why John had bookers come in and do, like Mike Burns. Straight up, Smart Mark Video. Like, even me, when I took over the company, after about the first three months, Burns booked for a while. You know, I, right. I mean, I 
DJ Hyde being a babyface was not my idea. That was him. You know, and then when I took it back over, booking it myself was around right before Best of the Best 10, and, I, you know, Adam Cole and guys like that. John, John liked those guys, you know. John, like, and he still does, and, and, and that's great. But my, mine was different. I do say there is wrestling there. I just don't think that that was the predominant push. You know, I think that it was right. ultra violence with the whole, and, and, and then guys like Ruckus and guys, you know, out there doing a lot of stuff like that. Or, you know, I do think that, that what I'm trying to do is there. I just think I've pushed it in a different avenue. You know, you, yeah. would see, you would see it in a different way. That's basically how I look at it. Right. Um, and then, you know, you talk about best of the best and running best of the best 10. Um, you had made the decision not to do best of the best 10 the year was going to happen. Um, what went into that decision? Money. Honestly, uh, it came down to a financial standpoint of we were trying to do some stuff. I think this year was very similar to where I was very frustrated with what we were trying to do. I had things committed to. And then it came down to, oh, this, 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 this. And it was a business decision to go, hey, wait a minute. The tournament is kind of not what we think it has to be. And we made the decision to go in a different direction and kind of pass it. And I remember at the time, like, I talked to Mike Burns about it, who I brought into book. And, uh, you know, I think we, we just made that decision of, hey, you know, it's not selling like it used to. It hasn't in years. You know, and financially it was, hey, a regular show with this might be better. And then the following year, I went in and, and I wanted to do things a certain way. And um, I think Best of the Best 10 is one of the more shows that I'm very proud that I put together because it was exactly what I wanted it to be. Um, right. And, 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 like, I think that was some of the best, like, booking and, and storytelling and guys like if you look at all the top guys that there are in the industry now uh you know zach saber jr was in that adam cole sammy callahan um you know john gresham uh, you had um uh, uh, johnny gargano you, you had a, a multitude of these guys that are like the guys that are at the top of the industry at wrestling right now um you know sure. on, on many other levels that were already there you know um and the list goes on and on. I mean, you can you can watch that show and see that. So, and, and these, sure. at that time, it was like it's always about finding the next generation. That's kind of what it was, or giving guys, hey, here's your platform, go out there and kill it. You know. So. Uh, right. Well, you know, on that on that stance, the year prior, I mean, your your in house roster comprised of Drew Gulak, of Alex Cologne, of A R Fox, and and um, you know, Ego and. Jeez, well, and Ego, Ego Drake and, and Sammy. I, I was, Ego had already won it by then. Um, and, like, things that we thought of, it's just like this year. One of the criticisms I got this year was I think we had eight guys that were in the tournament that were already, like, CZW guys. Like, they're, all, they're booked on all the shows. And, you know, and to be honest with you, like, business-wise and, and like, you know, sometimes I make decisions because of business. Like, I, there's a lot of guys that I'm like, oh, I'd love to bring this guy in. But finance, you know, like, the house doesn't change. You know, it, 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 the house doesn't change. The high pay they change for certain shows for certain reasons, and that's that. And um, right. that's what we've noticed as a trend, even when John was in charge and John was here. 
You know, the house now is actually, we're actually drawing better than we did the last two years that John ran the company. Surprisingly, it's not mm-hmm. much better, but you're talking 20, 30 people, it adds up. Right. And I just think that core roster, you know, they well, could have tore down the house as far as that core roster went. Probably, but you still had them on all the shows. Okay. Anyway, so it was like you already had those guys. Now, you know, you mentioned something, too, about Ego previously winning best of the best. And you you kind of took this stance on, you know, no previous winners in best of the best. But that's kind of the opposite of what you do in Tournament of Death. I mean, you've had several people win multiple Tournament of Death. What's wrong with having a repeat winner in best of the best? Well, the deathmatch uh, realm of people, there are a lot less of those guys, especially those guys that are are talented. I mean, there are guys out there right now. Here, I'll, I'll give you a fun little fact that um, I, I was on a business call yesterday, and we were, we were discussing YouTube. And the number mm-hmm. one wrestling promotion in the world on YouTube is very obvious. It's WWE, okay? The number mm-hmm. two wrestling-related promotion is a backyard company. And it's literally right. you're doing wrestling in a side alley. You can find guys that will do hardcore, but you need guys that can actually work too. You know, that's why guys like Danny Havoc and guys like Masada, that's why they're Danny Havoc and Masada. They're two of the greatest deathmatch wrestlers ever. You know, and, and, mm-hmm. and there are – the next generation, you know, wasn't as prevalent. So, yeah, I, I've kind of taken that stance because it's just like – it's like girls in the business, like women's wrestling. There's three to four major companies out there right now. But if you look at most wrestling shows, there's one girls match and seven guys. I can find more of them. You know what I'm saying? You can find more guys that are wrestling. And, you know, that might be defending the stance, but, and you have a very good point that you could put Ego in or Sammy in or, or Alex Colon or any of these guys, you know, because they, they've been in it before. Like, I think B-Boy was in a bunch of them, you know. But, um... It just was easier to go, okay, let's try and find the next star. You know, and, and and we've constantly done that. We've constantly, there's always somebody who's, hey, we made this guy through, this guy got a rope because he was in best of the best. Or this guy, hey, we can use him um, because he was in best of the best and got over. Or, or, hey, we're trying to do this. Like this year, originally I was trying to get like Osprey and Saber and Tommy End and all those guys, and then that fell through like literally a month out. And, um, right. you know, they were already here for WrestleMania weekend, and we were trying to work it where I, they could stay, and then, you know, there was other things that were involved and other people, but it was, hey, like, we'll get you from Dallas to Philly, and, you know, you'll stay there for a week, we'll do some training, blah, 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 and stuff like that, and then, hey, best of the best, and then, you know, they obviously had other commitments and things that came up that were more pressing to them. So then you're going, okay, we now need to do certain things in the company to better the company down the road. So if you look at it from the booking perspective of, hey, well, I know some of the earlier matches, fans were like, they were like, yeah, or whatever, or that we were trying to do things, you know, hey, maybe Kurt Robinson wasn't ready for that yet, but you know what, in two, three years, he's going to be the next Drew Gulak. If you don't start using him now, he'll He'll end up at ROH or something, you know, and then we'll never get that opportunity. And, you know, he's a 16-year-old prodigy, you know. It, 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 it's crazy. And then, the, yeah. you know, you have that where, like, you find the guys like Anthony Henry 
he's really good. I just Chip Day, guys like that, he's really good. And but I don't know if they've got the right opportunity. You kind of go, okay, here we have a spot. Go out there and try to get over. Like those scramble matches, everybody in those scramble matches at Cage of Death and at Best of the Best, they're trying to just get over and get a spot. You know, and go, hey, I want to sure. be booked. I want to be part of the roster. You know, we've done that with a no. lot of guys, and, and that's kind of how how it is. And it, it just sometimes that how how it ends up. Right. Sorry, no. I no, talking about off. best of the best. I um, I, you know, I don't doubt that you know Robinson's going to be good in the future and everything else. But at 16 years old, he clearly wasn't ready. I mean, the match spoke for itself. It, he, he wasn't ready for best of the best. At least not that stage. You had another oh. match with Tony Neese in it who is tearing it up all over the place. What would be the big problem with putting the young guy in the scramble match to earn a spot or whatever you want to say and putting Tony Nese in there who's clearly going to tear it up? Uh, the reason that you put Tony Nese in the scramble match is because you, booking-wise, you need a veteran guy who you know you're probably going to use down the line anyway to say, hey, man, you're doing this. This is what I need out of this match. This is how I need it to be. I'm counting on you to make it work. Alright, because nothing against the other guys that are in the match, nothing against Chip Days or Aaron Williams or Brittany Blakes or Ethan Case or anything. They're not Tony Nese. Tony Nese has been in hundreds of these. He knows how to make it work. He knows what he's doing. So you got to have a veteran guy in there to go, hey, these are a bunch of young kids, man. Like, we already know your money. And when he was booked, we, I literally booked him originally and said, hey, these are the two things I might have you do. You know, if I'd have put Kurt in that, that – that role, I don't think it would have benefited Kurt either because Kurt's style doesn't fit that. Nisa's style fits that. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, Nisa's going to go out here and do X, Y, and Z. We can count on him to make that match work. And he's going to teach these young guys, you know what I'm saying, how to do this. And unfortunately, I don't think it came off the way that I wanted it to, but that's what it was booked to do. You know, if, if you're going to book a guy like Tony Nese, you're not going to put a bunch of kids, they're kids, and nothing against any of them, they're kids. You know, they're, they're two, three years in the business where Tony Nese has been world-traveled. And Tony Nese is a guy who I already know I want to bring back. Like, I want this guy in CCW. Now it's a matter of right spot, right opportunity, who, when, where, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's that role. Um, <laughs> but And, and, the thing, and then you, know, you go, okay, what, here's this. But what you're saying, you know, you're you're putting him over as far as, you know, what he's worth and bringing him back and this and this. And you talked about believability a lot on the other podcasts you were on. But I do. you put a 90-pound girl over Tony Nese in this match. Well, Jay, here's an argument that I'll have with you, okay? And I have this argument right. when I teach women's wrestling, okay? I'm actually going to mm-hmm. use Penelope Ford, okay? I'm going to use Penelope over Brittany because Penelope looks exactly the same. It is the exact same size, weight, everything is Ronda Rousey. What is the difference between the two of them? Nothing. Ronda Rousey does an arm bar. Penelope Ford can too. And Ronda Rousey is a blonde, blue-eyed model who is on Sports Illustrated right now. But 90% of men in the world right now, literally, I have wrestlers that wrestle for me. If I go to them and I go, hey, did you beat Penelope Ford in a real fight? They'll be like, oh, hell yeah. What about Ronda Rousey? Oh, no, man, no. There's nothing different about her. Because if you think MMA is real, go back and watch the kick that knocked her out. It's a flat kick to the neck. It's the same stuff we do in wrestling. No different. So you're trying. Nah, nobody I... argues when Kimberly beats Chris Dickinson or DJ Hyde, and Kim is only 120 pounds. 
But I get it. I get your point with that where it's not as believable. And I didn't mean to put her over on Tony Nese. I meant to put her over on somebody else, but Nese Nese had an idea and thought it'd be cool, and I was like, all right, run with it. You know, it is what it is. But that's that's the argument of that. Why she went over is a purpose that I don't really want to talk about yet because that will pay off down the line. And I don't want to give right. away my you know, the stories, but like it's you know it, it it I will tell you it was probably the way the finish came off was probably a mistake and that was on me. And but the idea of the perception is something that like Kimberly nobody argues with her. Candice LeRae is only a buck oh five. Nobody's arguing with Candice when she's beating dudes. Yeah. Now well, Brittany may. I, I mean, it depends on how the match goes. It really depends on how the match goes, how's it's wor- how it's worked, um, especially you know the hey, work. Hey man, Dave Christian. I-, I can you can argue that all day, but like Kimberly is the champion at Chikar, and she has beaten guys like Eddie Kingston and the Demolition Corporation right. straight up all the time, and it's it's the same difference, and nobody there questions it, and she does it at Beyond, wow. and he- Heidi Loveless is a buck ten, she does it too all the time. And nobody questions it, but Brittany, I think they question it with Brittany because they know that she's a homegrown girl, and she know they know that, like, oh, well, that's DJ's, you know, blah, blah, blah. They said the same thing about Kim. And if you don't but put she can't work like any, any one of those other girls you mentioned, though. I mean, maybe in the future, yeah, but, but not now. But I did the same thing with Kim, remember? I put her out there a little. You give her a little. You put her in a role. I'm gonna, I mean, you already saw the role that's being developed. She's going to be a Dave Chris group. That's why Dave came out and cried. Right. And, and I'm, right. that, that you'll see at the next show, and that'll be plain and obvious. Um, sure. But, like, the, what I will say I made a mistake was that finish was bad and it was wrong, and that's on me. And I'm accepting that responsibility as the booker. And you are 100% sure. right. But my argument to that would be, yes, yeah, she's not as good as those girls yet. She will be. you got to remember, this is a girl who's been wrestling a year. A year. Mm-hmm. So And she's already having pretty decent matches at WSU now. And she already has a good fan base. She has a great look. People are into her. She's a good character. And you've got to give her that opportunity. That's a homegrown star. You know, you need, we need girls on the show. We do. You know, for storyline well, purposes, DNA, whatever you want to call it, we need it. But it's, and I don't an disagree with that. Where you can, yeah. And, the, and I don't an disagree with that you need girls on the show. You mentioned well, Kimberly. The, For the most the, part, Kimberly was used oh, as the valet. Why yeah, is she that? wrestled a lot, a lot here and there, but it wasn't a lot. It was Brittany will be used mostly as a valet too in CZW. But Kim had a match here. She might have had two or three a year. You know what I mean? Where now Kim's mm-hmm. wrestling all the time, but nobody's questioning it. The reason that it, it right. worked was because the flack, the flack that you're giving me about Brittany was the same thing that I got about Kim. And to be honest with you, I should have gave Kim those matches. I should have put her out there as a competitor, okay, which is what Kim does right now. Yep. And Brittany, yeah, she beat Tony Nese. I get that. And I get the finish didn't come off right. It looked like, hey, what the hell? She just beat this guy. You know what I mean? Like, I get that. And that I understand. But the perception of it being a 90-pound girl means nothing. Because, Jay, you're a full-grown man, and I've noticed, like, through your social media, you've been in the gym, bro. I, I've seen it. Like, Brittany mm-hmm. can tap you out. I can guarantee you she can. You know what I mean? <laughs> you're out of your fucking mind. I'm first off, I'm not going to fight a girl, so there's no way of proving this, but I, 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 that's not going to happen, bro. All, all she's got to do, 
Jay, Jay, yo, can oh, anybody all I gotta knock do is let that happen. Of, I mean, come on. Can anybody course, knock anybody out at any time? Same, same theory. So it's it's yeah. it's one of those things where now you're seeing <laughs> the intergender wrestling become popular. And to be honest with you, it makes a lot of money. Like people don't get it. It makes a lot. Like Beyond Wrestling's built on YouTube. Kimberly versus Chris Dickinson's like it's viral. It's making them a lot of money. So you have to understand that philosophy of like, okay, here's how it works. And then, and basically, same thing with Dojo Wars. When the girls wrestle the guys, like we get huge views on YouTube. Huge. You know. And I don't know why that is. I just know that it is. Perverts. You know and. Maybe you could say that, but, you know, if there's that many perverts out there, then WSU would be drawing a thousand people a show, you know? Yeah. And, and, and if there is, then those guys would be defending this. I'm defending it because I'm going, this is the age revolution of women's wrestling and, and stuff, but I'm not saying you're not right because the way that finish came off and, and, Literally, these like I had, I got the idea. If they would have executed, I don't think anybody would have cared. You know, when Brittany was out there, right. your dad's getting killed. Nobody, nobody questioned that. And but here, I think it's like, okay, we've done some stuff at Dojo's Wars with her, where it's like she's beating people straight up all the time, and you know, and then there's a certain part of the crowd that sees that because they come. It's not a lot, but they come, and then. Mm. Then the you know the regular old guys are like, who the hell is this damn ninety pound girl? Tony Tony needs to jack. Like what? You know I get it. Like I'm not dumb. I understand it, and that's my fault. But that's a girl that's gonna be here. That's a girl that like I have to do something with. The same thing I did with Kim. You know it's like Kim. Nobody wanted. Trust me, that locker room did not want Kimberly out there when I put her out there. And I put her out there with Akuma, and that was booking Akuma in that role was probably a bad idea too. All right, but. And that was my idea. I had an idea. It just didn't come off. It didn't. It, the execution wasn't there. And then, you know, once you have the angle, you kind of got to run with it. You know what I mean? It, okay, let's pay this off. We know where the payoff is. Let's get to it, and then it's done. And then you saw after that, we got we made Kim a star, and then Akuma wasn't here. Kim got over, so we used her and kept Kim here, and Kim's homegrown, and, you know, that that was the theory. And now look at her. People forget, Kim's only been around five, six years. It's not that long. It's really not. Look, Mia Yim is another one. Like, people forget, Mia Yim was out there making out with Adam Cole while we were trying to get her over. And then we started sprinkling in, here's a match with Greg Excellent. And the next thing you know, that was a big deal. So you're kind of going in the same route, but I do see the point. So I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, Kim definitely made herself bigger after she left CZW because she got more opportunities. Like you said, you're giving Brittany Blake an opportunity that you didn't necessarily give Kim, even though Kim was where Brittany isn't now. Well, Brittany, we've we've developed Brittany through the WSU project and Dojo Wars, and Kim didn't have that back then. Kim had to go on the road and, and travel and meet people and try to get her booked at, like, you know, this place that's drawing 50 people or, you know, or Force One give her an opportunity because we were working with them and, and Sammy was the booker and going, hey, book my students, you know, like uh, you'll, you'll mm-hmm. see a lot of those guys that were got on the show and, and, you know, how do you not, you know, do that? Or like now there's places where you'll see like, like on point, like Connor, Connor's still young, you know, you'll see certain guys there like Jimmy Lloyd or, and, and, or Lloyd Jameson, I'm sorry got called by his wrestling name you know they're getting opportunities there younger guys 
mm-hmm. and you're going, hey, that's you know that's 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 you know Cloudy and you know and Matt Tremont and those guys. If you look at Tremont's H2O show that uh, I think everybody's seeing, you know he's got a lot of the Dojo Wars people on that. You know, and you're trying to get them opportunities. It's like you know Penelope Ford is you know hey I asked him hey he's putting me in there with with Amber O'Neill and some people don't like Amber but Amber's world traveled she's wrestled everybody she's a veteran in the business she might help this young girl develop you know at some point I want to put Penelope out there I don't I don't really know I haven't come up with the idea for her to be the valet you know but you got to put her in a role or find a spot you know and you're trying to build more around the people that are going to be here because. You know, it, it's like we have these things booked and then guys get signed by Lucha Underground or guys, you know, WWE, like, if you don't think WWE is going to take two or three more people by the end of the year, I already know it's coming. You know, it, sure. you, you kind of already see it. And, like, our relationship with those, like, my relationship with WWE and CZWs, like, they're not going to work with us because we're not a PG company and we don't do that. And I get that. But don't think they ain't keeping an eye on every single thing we do. You know, I mean, I think that's very apparent. They gave me Drake Younger. They've allowed us to they buy clips from us. It's, you know, I, I it's one of those things where it's a weird thing because we're CZW and I'll go out there and I'll be like, ah, you know, I'll cuss at the crowd or something like that. You know, that's just what the hell I believe it to be. They have a different product. Um, right. But, um, by the way, Jay, so, so just Todd, so I know this, Todd, Matt, I want to say guy. this. Well, I think I think I think Connor wasn't ready uh, when we put him out there. He is willing. You know, I think okay. Danny Havoc was the same way when he started. I think I think Danny Havoc, like when John booked him, John's like train this kid, get him ready. And then for like a year straight, every show I'm wrestling him, beating him up. You know what I'm saying? And and like Danny constantly goes to me, goes, "You dropped the guardrail on my head. That's why I kicked you in the face as hard as I can." And and we talk about that all the time. And I go. Yeah, but I'm trying to get you better. You, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I don't think he was. He had me to kind of help him, and I'm the bad. Guy. I'm the guy everybody hates, and I'm gonna be that guy forever. And I, I'm over it. You know, I don't. I don't sweat when people talk trash on me. I don't care. Like, you know. And Jay, I know you do it because I read it. Because you know, but it, oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, we'll get to all of oh, that. Oh yeah, we'll get to all. Oh, I, <laughs> But no, no. I guess I, I want to talk about Connor real quick because again, like okay. some of the ways that you build these guys and and you book these guys, they're not consistent. So to push these guys forward, you oh, care about the guys that you, you have there on a regular basis. Now Connor had an amazing three matches, the Deathmatch Trial Series last year, going into Tournament of Death. Tournament of Death fell flat. Everybody criticized Tournament of Death as being one of the worst ones. Um, I always have a good time at Tournament of Death, so I wasn't really, you know, on the, you know, this is bullshit. But at the same token, I didn't think it was one of the best. Um, you know, following that, between last year and this year, you've had Connor Claxton again lose to Brittany in your um, Dojo Wars. You've had him squashed by Greg Excellent and then immediate back in Tournament of Death. So you have a guy go to the finals of a prestigious tournament followed by a pretty much nothing all year, and then he's just back in the tournament. First, let me address a couple of those things and tell you how that is. First off, I don't book Dojo Wars. I never have. Um, I, As of right now, it is an MLJ production. At that time, it was a Drew Gulak production. Um, Dojo Wars is a separate thing, and I understood why they did that, and 
If you watch that match that Connor wrestled Brittany in, Connor beat the, the ever living crap out of her. Okay? And she just happened to go over. Um, right. So they told the story in the match. As far as Connor's build, if you look at the deathmatch wrestlers that he's wrestling, okay, the three great matches Devin Moore, Danny Havoc, you're talking guys, that, these are the best in the business. These are guys that nobody should have a bad match with. Again, they're guiding him. Then when you put him out at TOD, I think the big problem with TOD this year and why people didn't like it was because they wanted Nick Gage. And everybody wanted that. And I think everybody knows by now that Nick Gage and Matt Tremont was scheduled to be Cage of Death. That was it. And we didn't want to give that away. Because that that is your WrestleMania. That is your Cage of Death, your big show. This is your money. And... Right. We needed Matt as the world champion. Like, we knew he was going to be the world champion to win that so he could become the world champion. And now you have the CZW world title match with the two greatest deathmatch icons, and, you know, you know at Cage of Death, and then unfortunate circumstances and Nikki's personal. I think everybody knows Nikki's back in jail, and that's out of our control. We sure. can't do anything about it. But, but that's why. And then you're going, okay, Connor's the kid. He's getting over. Push him to there. And then he goes there and then you stop seeing him like honestly he stopped working hard he stopped coming to training he's like well I'm booked now I don't got to be here I don't got to get any better you know what I'm saying and you're kind of like okay then you got the guys that are like yo we we spoke up for you like Danny having Devin Moore those are guys when they come to me and they go DJ here's a kid or don't book this kid or I know not this guy or whatever I'm going to take their I'm going to take what they're saying into consideration especially Danny Hatton sure when it comes to death, when it comes to deathmatch wrestling, I go to Danny Havoc and I'll say, "Hey, what do you think?" Because he knows, you know. I'll say, "Here's my opinion," and like, give me some feedback. And um, right. And 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 you'll go, "Hey, man, like, you know, he's not working hard." And then you saw like Connor put on some weight, and it's like, "Hey, man, like, come on, man, we need you to be this guy." And then then it, it's kind of okay. Well. So you'll have a lot of these guys, they come and they live their dream, and they're like, I don't care. You know, and then you go, wait a minute, man. We, we're not going to put the farm behind this kid if he's going to, you know. You're the guy when Danny Hemick retires. You need to be that guy. Because, you know, mm-hmm. it, we're trying to groom you to be that guy. And and it didn't feel like he was working really hard. And then, um, so, you know, he kind of got put on, okay, we're not going to push this guy to the main level. Let's 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 get him booked at Dojo Wars. Let's get him back in. I sat him down. He started working hard again. I said, "Hey, you know, here's how it is. He he's very predominant behind the ring crew now. Like he's like he's the guy. But now you're starting to see him again. When the Greg idea came up, it was, "Hey, we need to do. We have this idea with Greg." And Connor said, "I want to work, Greg. I'll do it. I don't care." And the, it's it's about the way they execute it. So Greg is supposed to be the fun, jovial. Ha! I do the funny comedy spots and you know I, I grab your nipples and and rub your face in my hairy chest and stuff like that and Connor if you watch him at Dojo Wars he loves doing dumb stuff like that he, he if you know him, like his character is he was the rich he was a pledge he was doing dumb stuff it was he's a fraternity like I'm the young kid who I yeah okay I'll shake my butt with bells on it you know I'll I'll he put some a wrench in his mouth for Christ's sake you know and it was kind of, hey, right. hey, hey, execute this. So it was like, hey, have a solid match. And then when a funny moment comes up, Connor go, oh, I'm going to play into it because it's Greg. And Greg go, screw you, I'm not doing that anymore. 
and that's where Greg gets the heat from the crowd, and that's an execution thing. You know, I don't know if it didn't come off right, because I, I remember it, but I don't have it in front of me. Um, but it's an execution thing, and, and it didn't execute the way that I probably envisioned it. And, again, right. you need the guy. You know, now it's like, okay, Connor's having You're putting him in tag team stuff. You're kind of seeing him work harder now. You know, he's had a couple of good matches again. Like, And he's not just going out there and like, oh, let me jump off a scaffold in the barbed wire. No, he's wrestling. You know, it's, hey, you know, let's get to this. Because you're going to be the guy that they're going to be paying to see in, in two years. You're going to be Danny Havoc. You're going to be Matt Tremont. Just go out here and learn how to wrestle. Because you're going to, you can't go out here and bleed every show. You know, we're trying to get away from that with every guy that does that. Like, Matt Tremont can have fun brawls. Or Matt Tremont can wrestle. Danny Havoc can wrestle. Mm-hmm. Like, they... I've watched it. You guys have seen it. Danny Havoc wrestled Drew Gulak and had a, a, a clinic with him. You know, Masada took Davey Richards to school. Like, people forget about that. Like, Masada right. took him to school. Do you, do you think you let Connor do too much too early? Yes, very much so. And um, I, didn't, I didn't feel it. I literally went, when we put him out there, it was Danny Havoc and Devin and them guys going, look, we got this kid. You know, we're, we're, it's us. Trust us. Trust us with the matches. It's going to be good. And Connor, again, was willing. And mm-hmm. now I think now I think he's in a different place. Now I think he's ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, now I right. think he could be that guy. At that time, I didn't see it in, in his eyes. And maybe that's just me, you know? And, and I kind of felt like he regressed. And it, and it was something company-wise, like, there was – multiple people behind the scenes that felt the same way I did. And, you know, mm-hmm. I talked to him, and now Connor, it's, it's part of his training. It's part of a learning process. He's still a young guy. He's still got a lot to learn, you know. And, like, tomorrow he'll be on the road with me, and we're going to VOW. So he's, he's already getting back to the, hey, DJ, which I get every day from him now. Hey, DJ, I got a question about this. What do you think about this? Hey, DJ, can we have a barbed wire trampoline? Hey, yeah, okay. You know, at least now he's like, he's really, he's asking guys, like, um, like, who was it? Was it, uh, was it Necro? Yeah, I think it was Necro. He sat down with Necro at a show that we were at in the Midwest somewhere and was like, hey, do you mind if I ask you a few questions? Connor, a year ago, would have never did that. You know, and he's learning from, I mean, Necro, he's a legend in Deathmatch wrestling, you know? He would have never done that. Can I pick your brain? He would have never did that back then. Now it's, hey, I want to be better. I want to be that guy. And I apologize, Jack. Right. Right. I ran a lot. You already know I thought. I know. I know. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to get a lot in. So, um, Ricky Shane Page. He was the guy who came in in last year's tournament of death. Absolutely sold the show with Danny Havoc. Everyone out of everything at that tournament of death, the one thing that stood out that everyone popped for was Ricky Shane Page, Danny Havoc. They chanted, "Please come back," and it took you six months to bring him back to book the same exact match two times in a row. Um, what What was the reason behind that? Uh, well, we've actually brought Ricky in three or four other times. Um, if you go back and watch like, something in the after break it up a little bit. Uh, I'm in a crappy area. I apologize. Um, can you hear me, Jay? Yeah, I hear Hello? you. Now. Yeah, I hear you. All, right, all right. Yeah, I hear you. We brought him in. Ah, shit. 
don't know if I lost DJ. Let me see. Yeah, I lost DJ. All right, hopefully he'll call back in a minute, and uh, we'll get back into that. Um, trying to, you know, <laughs> I got I got a whole shitload of questions here. DJ likes to talk, so it, it's fine, you know. I got no problem with it. Um, definitely like elaborate, long, long-winded answers if you'd like to give them, but I definitely trying to fit in everything. So I'm hoping, uh, you know, I'll back him. But uh, all right, so here, here he is. Sorry about that. Can you hear me now? Yeah, can you hear me yeah, now? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Apologize, yep. cell phones, man, cell phones. Um, All right. We were saying, right. what were you saying? I, you were cutting up. Ricky Shane Page, uh, you brought oh, him in. Oh, Danny Havoc, got a, yeah. Please come back, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, we wanted to bring him back uh, originally sooner, but his schedule didn't exactly allow it. Um, and then it was kind of, hey, this was good once, let's do it again. And then it was like they had another really good match, and then it was like, okay, let's do this at Cage of Death, and then we're gonna take, we're gonna bring Ricky in the beginning of the year, and um, like this is gonna be where it's gonna happen, and you know what I'm saying, blah 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 blah, and then they just kept having great matches, and that's one of those like give the fans what they want thing was kind of okay, they got a great match, let's do it again, and then um, right, then we wanted to do it on a bigger stage, you know, it was. Because Cage of Death is Cage. I mean, it's Cage of Death. It's, it's the biggest show there is, and um, we put that on a different platform and said, okay, here's this show. Let's give this to the crowd. The crowd. Let's reward the crowd with this great match that we've done two other times. Because a lot of those fans that come to Cage of Death, they've never seen that. I mean, they maybe some, but I mean, people come in for Tournament of Death, and that's the only show they come to. People come in for Cage of Death, and that's it. And then the plan was, okay, we worked out Ricky's schedule for him to be here full-time. And then it was, okay, let's bring Ricky in. Let's do this. All right, let's come up with a good angle um, and go from there. And, and that's why that happened. And, I mean, honestly, the matches were phenomenal. And, and to be honest, we brought Ricky in a couple other times, and it was wasn't, it wasn't mind-blowing. And now it clicks. And, you know, now Ricky's right. been here a couple yeah. other other shows, and he's killed it. And, and you know, you're going to see a lot more Ricochet Page. Yeah. And as far as that angle goes, I mean, he got a Please Come Back chant at Tournament of Death. Six months later, he gets a Please Come Back at Cage of Death. The following month, or, the you know, two months later, whatever you want to call it, he has a match that he has to earn a spot in CZW if he wins it. I mean, what's the point behind that? Because that's insulting to the fans well, that when well, they're screaming, honestly, Please Come that, Back. That was going to be a storyline that was because uh, Ricky couldn't make the next show. And, unfortunately, right. the storyline got messed up because I ended up changing the date because Ring of Honor was in Philly and Danny Havoc could not be here. Uh-huh. So, because Danny had another commitment that he had to make that day. So, now you're seeing, you're starting to get back on track. You'll see out where it goes post-tournament of death, you know. And that's why Ricky Shane Page is facing Tim Donston. You know, Alex Colon's complaining about Danny Havoc and things like that. That It was a storyline that, like, hey, here's the idea, here's the direction, and then we did it, and then it's, oh, wait, you changed the date and I can't be here. And then it's like, well, what the hell, Danny? Like, how did you not know? We told you in October. Oh, you know, one of those things. And I get it, and that's cool, because we've ran the second Saturday for, I don't even fucking, forever, as far as I can remember. 
But business-wise, I'm not going to run ahead and bring a bar 20 minutes from us. That's dumb. You know, I mean, they're on national television. It's just, there would have been people to go, oh, they're at the arena. We're just going to go there because it's closer or whatever, you know. And it, it was one of those things that kind of messed it up. And then I was just going to scrap it and do this and go, okay. And then we came up with an idea to get it back on track, which will play out down the line. So, uh Hopefully it'll all work. All right. You know, now, when you had the show, you had idea. everybody cancel. You had everybody cancel on you. You had uh, something like five guys that, that were supposed to be on the show. and Seven, actually. Four or five yeah. guys. Yeah, and, um, actually, know. you know, it, you know it, it was obviously, you know, a tough spot to put you in because, you know, you had a bunch of guys go over to Lucha Underground. You had other guys with other commitments. Uh, Bailey caught up at the border for five years or whatever the case is there. Um, what, I mean, you wanted your in-house guys to pick up the slack and whatever, but what kept you from doing something with just, say, the hit squad, who are already there, who are already planned for an angle, but why doesn't that turn into, like, a first-time damn off first Tremont match or something along those lines? They were booked to do the angle, and business-wise, um, Let's just say, to set the angle up, there was one agreement, and to do the matches, there was another. Um, and when I originally booked them for that show, I figured I had Mike Bailey and Sammy and Fox and, and Masada and all those guys on the show. So the investment to get a Sammy there and a Masada there and an AR Fox there, I mean, you're talking, that's three guys we fly in and their flights are cheap, specifically Masada's. It, it, it's insane coming from where he flies out of. You know, I mean, I could bring guys in from L.A. cheaper, all right? But when I booked them and made the agreement, it was this, and then they knew what they were doing and direction. And then when I look at how that's set up now, TV Ready versus the Hit Squad, the Hit Squad possibly becoming the CZW champions after 10 years. And you know you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get here and, and all this other stuff. I looked at that and said, no, that's a good story. It might hurt this show, but down the line, that's money. Down the line, people are going to pay to see that because they're going to want to see the Hit Squad be the CZW Tag Champions, you know, and and that's a good thing, and they're the Hit Squad. And, yeah, you could have brought in just, hey, Dan Mob, work Tremont or whatever. Yeah, that would have been cool. But then you would have – you, you made commitments. And, and, like, I'm a guy that, like, I try to be good to my word, you know. It, it, sure. it's like I said, like, like, Jay asked me earlier today, he's like, are you still doing this today? And I'm like, yeah. You know, I wanted to come on. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy this. You know, I and and I'm sure that's how this actually this our, our your show today actually started. So uh, it was sure. It was one of those things where it was like, hey, this, and then I already knew that that was going to be a, when I originally had it booked and announced. I already knew that was going to be a surprise, and I'm looking at this show on paper, going, this show is a home run. Like Masada, Sammy, like this is going to be amazing. You know, it, 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 it here's a home run show, and then we go to Dallas and. You know, we got this momentum coming off Cage Death. February was really good, and, you know, and we're just going to build, and, you know, and, and you're thinking all these things are going to happen, and then the week, what, I think it was, what, eight days out, you know, I hear about Mike Bailey, yeah. and I'm like, what? what? We've been working on your visa for three months, and why did you work for Gabe? Oh, what, that, you know, oh, Sammy, oh, I signed with Lucha. They're paying. And, like, the guy's got to do what's best for them. And I'm not mad about that. Like, I'm not mad at them. They're trying to make a living. I get that. I, right. I'm an indie wrestler. Like I, you know, I, they're 
Sammy's got bills. Mike Bailey's got bills. Masada, you know, they make their living doing it. But, yeah. you know, it's like you made a commitment to me. And I made a commitment to, like, people don't look at it like, well, Sammy and Fox already have flights bought for them. Like, I'm not waiting until the week of the show to buy it. You know, when you buy it early, you get it cheaper. That was a waste of, you know, hundreds of dollars. You you look at those things, and then you go, okay, well, let's try to replace them. And then you go, it's the week of the show. Everybody that's worth anything, you know, that who can replace a Sammy Callahan? Who can replace a Masato or an AR? These are – it's not like you're losing, like, guys like your young kids. You know what I'm saying? These are your guys. They're your main event guys. They're your draw, you know? Right. It, it, who can do that? And you go, okay, let's run with the crew. Let's see what they can do. And, and some things worked and some things didn't. And you know what? At the end of the day, the house was still good. We still had B-Boy, you know, and, and, and that was great. And it was a moment. And, you know, and hopefully Benny will be back sometime in fall and, and go from there. So, I mean, you know, you go, you know what, run uh, with your team. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, like I said, I, I just think, you know, with the money becoming available, having not having to pay all those guys, and then having the hit squad, I think you could have both set up that, that May match with the TV ready and done, like, a world title match with uh, with Tremont. I, I think you could have done both storyline-wise. Um, the other thing is... I, I, I agree. You know, yeah. I, I do agree. But, but again, you got to remember, a week out, that was not the plan. A week out, we had a plan. And then it was like, then you got to go to them, hey, Dan, I need you to work. And then he's going to go, hey, this. And I'm already out the flight money. So, yeah, I kind of get it. But, right. like, the house was still the house. It, it, it's, if I stop booking Sammy tomorrow or Masada, the house has not changed when they're not here. It has. I'm bringing them in when I use them because I feel like they put on a great match quality. And I'm trying to give my fans that pay their money all the time a better match. You know, that that's what it is. Um, so, now, when it comes to storyline, um, a lot of matches are just booked. And, you know, I'm not one of these guys that says, hey, you know, why aren't the Young Bucks there every month? I understand this stuff costs money. And that's, that's really not where I focus my, my problems with the booking. I have a problem with things not making sense as much. Like, for instance, I agree with um, you. Sammy Masada. You don't, have, you, don't, you don't have to. Trust me. I agree with you. Right. There's a lot of factors um, in that. I, I know where you're going with that. I agree with you. A lot of stuff doesn't make sense like, sometimes. Yeah. Like, like I, I honestly think you can book anything that you want. Whatever you'd like on your card, book it, but then just tie something to it to make sense. Like Sammy, Sammy Masada, for instance. You, you know, you have Sammy and um, Bailey tear it up. Just have Masada come out after the match and say, hey, you know, you, you've been running rough shot around here. I was here when you were in the WWE. You know, we're boys, but in the same token, you want to, you know, you want to come back in here and start, you know, taking names, then you better put my name on the list. See you next month. You know what I mean? And and just like that, you got something that sets it up. You don't have to turn anybody I, well, heel. You don't have to that, do anything. That's actually, that was actually a bad example, Jay, because we did that with John Gresham. We did exactly that with John Gresham. John came out, remember? Yeah, remember, that's why I made the matches when I came out, because I'm the authority figure. I agree with you. And then when everything gets screwed up the following month, then everything you did for not. And a lot of times, I will accept the fault, and I I do accept the criticism. Part of that is that you need guys that are going to be here all the time. And then, like, 
I'll tell you right now, I don't know if Sammy Callahan can be here. I don't. I want him here, but I don't know. You know, not just the fact that he's financially a very expensive guy or any of that. It's the fact that, like, hey, if Lucha goes, you got to be in L.A., he's gone. Same thing with Aaron Fox. He's gone. Or, you know, certain guys that, like, you make them, like Leo Rush. Remember when he came out? I put him out there with Joey Janela, Trevor Lee, who was unannounced, and Caleb Conley. And you, everybody in the crowd chanted, who are you? And then at the end of the match, they chanted, please come back. Okay? Right. I couldn't control them. I already knew that WWE and Ring of Honor are watching us. I already knew. Ring of Honor is probably offering that kid more than I pay anybody. Now, yes, he's still here, but, like, I got to work around them now. So, like, you set up this great angle with Joey Janela, which people are into, okay? But now Ring of Honor is running, what is Texas or something? I don't know where they are on the 14th, and Leo can't be here. Well, now I got to adjust, and then things don't make as much sense. You know what I'm saying? And then it's go, well, is the juice in the long run, are we going to get that great match where the payoff is? You know, not everybody can have the story of DJ Hyde and Matt Trima. You know, and we're like Tim Donst and, and Joe Gacy. Like, there's a lot that's out of my control, and I am telling you right now, and I'm telling you all the fans that listen to your show or, or fans of CZW and WSU, there is a lot of a lot of and it's one of the reasons why you're seeing me go out looking for talent like I just did the first CZW tryout in Atlanta. There's tremendous talent down there. There are people who guys just kind of give them the right opportunity. Guys like Chip Day, guys like Anthony Henry, while they were like, eh, and people were like, ah, they're okay. All right, I just got to give them the right opportunity like I did Leo Rush. They need the opportunity. They'll get over. And people are going to be like, yo, it's, it's like another guy that I want to bring in that I just haven't been able to work it out with him is a guy like Eddie Smooth. And you may remember him from Gage that guy's got money written all over him. You know, but he's not wrestling anywhere big. It's now i got to work it out with his schedule. And, hey, man, I can be here this month, but I can't be here that month. And, and then you go, okay, it's the same thing with your wrestlers. It's like, oh, well, I can do this or all this. And then it's going, wait, i got ten matches on the card, and it's going to be a five-hour sh- I don't want to do that. You know, I, I'm, right. I'm trying to – I'm trying to – you know, and then you go, like, uh, a criticism to some of the booking that I have is why do you push those guys that, like a Sozio, a perfect example, all right? I'll use him because he gets criticized all the time. The guy is really sure. talented. He's been shit on because he's made mistakes and been booked poorly. But he's a loyal, local, homegrown guy that has been here for 15 years. And if sure. I go, hey, man, I need you in the cage of death and you're taking a weed whacker, all right, boss. You know, it's like Matt Tremont. Like, Matt Tremont, like, some people are like, he's like Cena. Why is he winning all the time? Like, really? Like, you know, it, 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 he's Matt Tremont. He bleeds black and yellow. Like, um, that's a guy you Well, back, you to, the, back to Sozio, because you wanted to talk about Sozio. Um, Sozio's a guy who nobody, you know, fan-wise, nobody wanted to see him with the world title. You put the world title I on, agree. you had him at the head of his stable. The majority of that stable isn't even booked anymore. Um, you know, so... Well, I mean, there, it, it there's, re- a there's lot. some reasons for that. That's some reasons why they're well, not booked. I'm fine with those. Whatever those reasons are, I'm fine with that. No one wanted to see those guys. But, um... Well, I don't, I don't know about all of now, them. I mean, one of them is the WWE and NXT 
killing it right now. Well, so, back, you know, well, he's a complete exception. He's a complete exception. But um, the whole thing, the whole thing was made to make that guy though. That's that the whole story. It was a story, and fans didn't accept Sozio, and that was what I thought right. was the problem. You know, and we played it out, and in the long run, the payoff was great. Because in the long run, we made Biff Music a star, and when Black Keys won the world title, people were happy. Smith Music would have been a star without the front. I mean, that's. Yeah, but the front the front was his in. The front was a way to get him in the door. The front was a way to put him out there when he wasn't ready yet and get him in front of the crowd. And then, because you got to remember, people, his first his debut match was the Dub Boys, who at the time, I don't think they were the Dub Boys, and he tagged with Drollix, and it was the drizzling it was the shit. People forget about that. You put him out there, and the match was like, ah. You didn't see what you see now. He worked hard and got to that point. And, and that yeah, was the guy that, um, like, you see, so, you see the potential and you go, do you not book this guy? You know, like, it's there. Well, I, okay. so you, you Sorry, put Sozio so in that position, which, you know, a lot of people didn't agree with as far as the position you put him in. But now following that, you gave this guy that, um, you know, that, that top billing, and then now he's just kind of a fill-in guy. Like, he's kind of just, like, Copy and paste it into whatever part of the card where he has no place anymore. Why is that? Well, right now, right, partially is because we didn't follow up very well with it, and the other partially is that we recognize that I recognize the crowd's not accepting him in his role. So now, what do you do with this guy? Do you repackage him? Do you leave him off shows for a little while? Do you, you know? And we're trying to figure it out. There was a good storyline that I think was pitched that's not going to happen, that he would have been very heavily involved in, and that's what we were hoping to do with him. Um, right. You know, when he followed up in January with Black G's, it was, hey, give them the match, that you know, the singles and the, you know, without all the other stuff, let Jesus establish Jesus the guy, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, and, and that's done a lot in wrestling where it's like when there's a new champion and, you know, you wrestle the former champion, he gets his rematch clause and all that. And um, and that's where it went. So now it's kind of, you're kind of going, all right, you have this guy. What role is he going to fill? Are we going to, you know, maybe he's better to continue to help with the young guys. You know, maybe if, if you know, you're going to try and develop a Kurt Robinson, maybe you put him with Kurt Robinson, you know, and try and, and, and try and develop him with a veteran there. I mean, there's a lot of different ideas we have. So it's, you're trying to find the right role for that guy. But again, you know, it's back in the day when John booked. John's guys weren't going anywhere. They weren't. Big Gage wasn't going to WWE or Lucha Underground. You know what I mean? You you got to depend on these guys. And now you'll see with like even the guys that are getting pushed to to the main angles like Joe Gacy and and, and Greg Excellent. These are CZW guys. You know they're going to be. Here. They're not the guys that like. You know I'm going to bring in to do whatever. You know. Right. Um. <laughs> As far as the the Greg Excellent and um, and Matt Tremont um, storyline, who is that book for? What do you mean? Well, I mean that's not that's not something that the fans are clamoring for or are really into. I mean the the payoff isn't a match that the fans want to see. Why why a drawn out feud to lead this to something like that? Um, I I actually kind of disagree about that um, because. 
when I watch the shows and I hear the crowd going, let them fight, let them fight, that makes me want to see it. That makes me go, they want to see it. Now, I don't know, I mean, and that's your opinion. But the other thing is, you got to bring Greg character. He's not the funny Jehovah, I'm out here, you know, chicken and waffles guy anymore. you got to bring right. him character and make him serious. you got to make him, and Greg can wrestle. Greg also can do death matches. And Joe is a guy who you made against Tim Dodds. You spent a year investing in him and Tim Dodds. And now Joe, after all those years and failed opportunities, is that guy too. So you're trying to get both those guys over. And then the other theory is you can't just have one guy chasing the title. Now you're seeing there's about ten guys chasing the title. You know, you have John Gresham as the best of the best going this death match, blah, 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 blah. I'm coming from you, Matt Tremont. You got Greg Exley going, the world title goes through me now. You got Joe Gacy saying, wait a minute, no, my time is now. You know, I mean, that's a bad John Cena reference. But still, uh, like, you, you have that. And then you still have the guys that, like, the Masadas and the Sammys and, and guys like that, the Danny Havoc, they're all going for the title. Now the title means a lot. Instead of just having that, like, oh, here's the group of guys that's in the world title picture. And, you know, we're the deathmatch guys. No, no, you got a lot of different stuff. You know, I, I, it, you see what those guys can do, and you got to give them that opportunity. And then you get the style clashes, and some people are going to shit on it, some people aren't. Because if Matt Tremont works John Gresham and they go out there and kill, people are going to be like, damn, that, that shit was great. I wasn't expecting mm-hmm. it. And then that brings John Gresham up. You know what I'm saying? Like, we haven't announced a lot for this month because I'm kind of waiting on people to go, yes, I can be there, you know. And, and literally next Monday you're probably going to see five matches come out. Um, right. You know, same thing with WSU. Like, literally, I literally, as we're on the phone, I just got a text message saying, hey, we're good to go with this for three people. And I'm like, all right, great. So now I can I can announce all this stuff. So that we have planned, but if, if, if you can't get them here, you don't have it in the budget or whatever, it, it, it just, you know, it, it works a certain way. So, um, right. With the um, the best of the best match that you had, the, the Leo Rush, Joey Janela angle work, um, it was really well executed, but a lot of people are asking, why is that put on, on best of the best where you now had a thin lineup to begin with and then you took two of your biggest anticipated wrestlers off of the card, essentially. Why okay, on the best of the best do you execute that? Two reasons, okay? And I, I argue this with my friends at WWE all the time and people that are part of the writing team. When you have a big stage and people are paying attention, you need to do something important. One of the biggest things that WWE ever did was when they had The Rock come out and kill John Cena. It literally made them money for the next year because people wanted to see it. So now we knew at that point that Leo Rush was not going to be here in May. So now we're going to give somebody an opportunity. I'm not going to say who that guy is, but it's a guy that's not within the company currently to wrestle Joey Janelle. Okay, it'd be Leo mm-hmm. Rush's guy. So if you put them in the tournament, and these are two guys that can win the damn thing. You know what I'm saying? These are, Joey Janelle was probably the guy the crowd wanted to see win. And then you have mm-hmm. John Gresham and, and, and Leo just sitting there like, you son of a bitch, I just screwed you. Now you put heat on Gresham, you put heat on Leo, and now Joey is ten times more over than he was when he came in, and it cuts the show down. 
you have these tournament shows like TOD, like, and I know you're a big fan of TOD, Jay. It's a marathon show. Sure. It's an like you got to have three. You got the tournament seven matches, and you got to have at least three matches so guys have a break to either put their their matches together or like, hey, I just went out there and did 20 minutes. I need a like, can I pee? Can I have a cup of water? You know, like you got to do that. So those shows are marathons, and then the guys that are in the non twenty. You know, they, they're trying to do their stuff, too. They're like, yo, I got to get over. These are important matches, you know. So you kind of go, okay, when you knew you didn't have the super card, now it's about making guys. So David Starr is a he's a star. We've known it for years. He's the next Adam Cole, whatever you want to call him, okay. He's still a young kid. People forget he's three years mm-hmm. old. He's a kid. He's a baby. He's 24 years old. John Gresham has never really – gotten over until last year best of best. You made him a heel. So you know Gresham and Sammy are doing something. People look at Sammy Callahan like he's a god around here. Like he's the greatest thing to professional wrestling you've ever seen. So you got to get Gresham to his level. And you've got to get heat on Gresham. That's why when Gresham when I listened to the crowd David Starr was over. John Gresham had heat. And that was because of what we did. And then it worked. It literally worked. Now the crowd wants to see Joey Janela go out there and wrestle Leo Rush for the fourth, fifth, sixth time and kill him. They want now Joey's like got to get blood. Now they got to turn it up. It's great that they've had three matches that have probably stolen the show. You know what I'm saying? The Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn. Let's do something great. Let's let's elevate this this angle with them to go. Okay, hey guys, you see what we're doing? We think this really works. But we can't have you have the same match every freaking show. You know what I'm saying? We got to go somewhere yeah. with this. We need, to, we, need, we need a baby face and a heel. We need, we need the crowd to boo guys. Leo Rush is as over as it gets. And now the crowd's booing him. That's exactly what we wanted. Right. You already know they can wrestle. You, you, it, it, so we established that there. And everybody in the – not just CZW fans. The wrestling world was paying attention to it because people pay attention to best – of the best. Yeah, I, I don't you know. Does, I mean, does that make any little, sense, or did I over-explain it? And no, it, it makes some sense. But, I mean, there's a lot of times that other decisions are made. Like, for instance, this is going a while back, but uh, you had A.R. Fox and you had Rich Swan in the same locker room for quite some time. It was Evolve that first got to pull the trigger on the match between them because it wasn't done in CZW. So, a lot of, you know, if you drag your feet too long, someone else takes that payday. I, I agree. I agree with that, and and that is something that, to be honest with you, DJ is notorious for. But what I try to do, my concept is, I want to tell stories to build to that, and build guys. Like if you look at what I've done with, and I'll use Rich Swan. Rich Swan was brought in. We made him when he was wrestling guys like Ruckus and them. They were teaching him. He was a kid. We brought in a guy when we made Rich Swan. We brought in Shane Strickland. We made Shane Strickland off of Rich Swan, and so forth and so forth. And then guys like Devin mm-hmm. Moore were, were unselfish and said, hey, this Shane Strickland kid's doing good. We got to do something with him. And I go, okay, Shane's ready. And instead of like, you got to remember, like Rich Swan when he first got the CZW, he was like, when he started training with us, he was 15. You know, and, right. and you kind of got to go, okay, let's teach him. And then once he becomes that guy, this is the, the big thing. We're the platform company. You know, Adam Cole's my best friend. I think everybody knows that at this point because I've said it a million times on podcasts all over. And yeah. All right, he's my best friend. He doesn't work for me. But Ring of Honor is paying him, like, ridiculous money. 
you know, what am I going to tell him not to go there and make a living? Same thing like Gabe and them, like Gabe, literally like one of the biggest critiques. And I'll say this, the boys, the veteran guys in my locker room, Gabe has been in my locker room because I do business with Gabe. I work with Gabe, you know, and Sal and the WWN crew, Gabe's handing out business cards. You know, I think Mike Bailey got, got, as a businessman, why would you allow that? Another why do you allow it because on it, your it, time. It's, a, it's a courtesy when I go to Evolve or I go to Ring it's of Honor as an example steal your talent? it's not a courtesy for them to steal the talent but it's a courtesy to have them in your building it's like in wrestling there's like this etiquette like if I showed up at a WWE show and I walked in the back mm-hmm. and the guys there knew me they're not kicking me out because I'm DJ Hyde and people know me and, and it's a respect thing when Gabe is back there doing business, that's why we put a stop to it. And I went to him and said, hey, man, but I've watched him do it. And I go, oh, you know what? Guys are going to come to me and go, oh, dude, I'm a CZW guy, man. And blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and like, I completely get that. But, I mean, it, it, it is what it is. And I look at it. Do you walk around Gabe's locker room handing out business cards? I have. Yeah, I, I have done that. Um, when guys when guys stop me and go, hey, Deej, uh, yo, blah, blah, blah. Like, perfect example of somebody who I think is super talented that I waited too long to pull in because I go, hey, I don't know where I can put this guy. I got ten matches. He's a guy like Fred Yehi. Fred Yehi did my tryout on Monday. He literally was there and told me to my face. He's like, I want to be in CZW. And I have been watching him for a year. And then when Gabe got, brought him in, I'm like, all right, I missed the boat on that. I probably should have brought him in, you know. But then I go, where do you put him? You, you know, you're sitting here going, I can only do, you know, so much, and I only have so much money. Well, and then you got to get him as here, far and as that, like, that's another As far as go where to put a guy, and you spent a couple months uh, having this Poseidon gimmick, which I, I know you're not a Chikara uh, fan. I, this comes the I closest to a Chikara gimmick that I've, that I've seen. You know, they, I mean, the guy – you had guys who were higher on the car dressed like fish, and this guy's got a, a plywood chariot being wheeled out. I like, So where do you put a guy on the card with talent? How about in that guy's spot? Uh, well, another thing is, again, you, you are correct there, and that is a mistake that uh, DJ Hyde made. And trust me, I am a very – I think anybody knows me, I'm very anti that. That, that kind of character, gimmicky, I hate that crap hate that i really do mm-hmm. i've said it in the past but when there are other people that are trying to you're trying to take the product to a different place and you need to build characters and see if it works again i'm trying to be the buffet i want everything i don't want just deathmatch wrestling and like you know i don't want i i get it and then you can have something like that but the guy's got to execute greg excellent is exactly that hokey he's been that for years but he could execute and I don't think the execution was great. And there were some people that liked it, but the predominant people hated it. And I look at it and go, okay, you can create a great hokey gimmick, but they got to be able to back it up in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's... It, like, uh, I'll use I mean, if that's Nick part Henry. of a buffet, that's E. coli in the buffet right there. Well, that's why he was gotten rid of, and he's not here. <laughs> because the people right. that are behind the scenes that were going, hey, DJ, let's try this. It's working at Dojo Wars. And I'm going, hey, man, at Dojo Wars, it's a different type of crowd, and I get it, and people have fun there. 
and, and like Chakar, it's a niche. Chakar is a niche, and they have a great niche, and they're a great product. But I got to think big picture. Okay, that's great that this works with hipsters and nerds and comic book people, but the rest of these group is going to kill that. And then you put it out there mm-hmm. and you go, okay, well, they, they crapped on it the first time, but let's try it again. And, you know, what I realized from doing things like that, I want to tell these stories, but the problem is we don't have TV. So it's really hard mm-hmm. to do that when you're running, you know, when you're running 20 times a year at most, you know. If you had TV, right. which we can talk about that too if you want, um, if you had TV, you could tell these stories on TV and then have the matches. Like TV, you do the five, six-minute stupid character, you know, you do the squashes and things like that and, and the hokey stuff. And then at TV, then when you do the show at Skate Zone, the pay-per-view show, yo, go have – kill it. Go out there and have a great match. Do like, it's time to work, you know. Go out there, you know, Matt Tremont's going to cut ten promos on TV, and then he's going to go out and do the death match, you know. Like, build, mm-hmm. you know, have some story. We're trying to do that on YouTube promos like every other Indian. It's really not working. So I'm trying to get away from right. that now. And right. I don't want to be I don't want to be PWG or beyond where it's just like, here's a bunch of great fucking matches. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I want to tell stories to build to the cage, to build to, you know, to – Tangle web or whatever we're doing, you know. Um, but now, it's you have people now that I can rely on and that see my vision, and, and we're going to start executing that towards the end of the year. So, uh, you know, you mentioned the YouTube, um, you know, the promos and stuff like that, and I know sometimes people don't get to see that and whatnot. So maybe you know some of the stuff lost in transition, but. One thing that CCW always true. used to do, and I was a huge, huge fan of, and to this day, it's something that's hugely missing in CCW, is the pre-show intros, the the hype videos, and, and the playing oh, no. the promos you, you, you know, in between you know months. Funny, you want to know what's funny about that? Um, literally, I was in a meeting Tuesday, and... That is actually going to start being done starting July. We already, I said we need to go back to this. The reason it wasn't being what? done is because we lost what? we lost a lot of people behind the scenes to do. Like, I, I know you follow us very well, Jay, and fans out there, we've put out, hey, we need editors. We need graphics people. We need, you know, we've, mm-hmm. we've been looking. The problem is we're running on an indie wrestling budget, and the people that are contacting us, like, they're like guys like – Literally, they, they want, like, like hey, we need help with social media. We need more people to come in. So you'll get a guy who's like, yeah, I want to do social media, 80 grand a year. And you're like, you're out of your goddamn mind. You know what I'm saying? Right. Or, like, you'll, you'll bring in guys like you who's very passionate and wants to help the product. And then, like, two months, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm all aboard. And then, like, two months after, you're like, oh, man, uh, you know, man, I, I got to work and my schedule changed. And I got kids. And, 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 and that's what we ran into. And... You can't get that consistency. And then it's like, okay, well, this guy's out. You gotta, now we got to go find somebody else, and then it's lackluster. So now we've, we've right. got the commitment from other people, and I'm still looking for graphics people. Like, we need, right. like CZW.com has been redone, and you guys haven't seen it yet. We're going to launch it in July. It's going to be an all-new interactive website. It's much cleaner, much better. I need graphics. You know, I'm investing yeah. in blitz photography yeah. for our pictures. Like, if you've seen... Like our our Instagram, and you've seen like specifically WSU more than CZW, but like right now we're putting out the Seven Deadly Sins, and you know like you have Penelope Ford out there in this cute little thing, and it's lust, and then you have 
Leva Bates and uh, Jessica Havoc and some girl's heads in a box and it's, it's envy or greed or whatever it was. You know, it's things like that. The, that that photography is right. being done because right. I'm investing in it. And, yeah. and and literally, I'll tell you, anybody out there, Blitz Photography, Blake is the man. Like, he's the best in the business. You probably oh, yeah, buy awesome. all of his eight by ten. So I'm investing hard. in him. I, I'm paying him a lot of money because now I'm realizing we need that. So I'm investing right. in that, and, and that's that's why we're doing that. We have a new website. Um, I don't know if you've seen shopczw.com. Um, we just launched that, you know, and it's still a work in progress, and it, it, it's right. combined with bottom line merch. But now you can get merch. We're going to start kicking out stuff, you know, all the time. You know, we, we just came out with, um, with two new shirts are going to be launching. I have, like, uh, uh, Schlack, who is part of Eat the Turnbuckle, is – doing designs for us now. Um, you know, Eat the Turnbuckle actually is going to play at TOD. I don't know why. Oh, that's going out soon. But, hey, Eat the Turnbuckle will play. People have wanted to hear that for, I don't know, since I've taken over. Why are they not playing at TOD? Well, they're gone through this year. Um, right. You know, things right. like that. Like, we're um, trying to do more interactive stuff. Like I was saying, those hype videos, man, um, they were doing those back in 2002, 2003. And, you know, if they could do it on a budget back then, you could find a way to do it. Um, I'm telling you, it changed oh, the they, they were getting completely. done. They were getting done for free. It was being done by fans, uh-huh. and fans were sending it to us. They were doing it for nothing. <laughs> like, you see you see the entrance videos we've been using? That's a, a, fan, a fan did them. He sent them right. to, to us, and we were just like, oh, let's, you know, Black G's. Some guy on Instagram, he talked to him. And then I hit the guy up and said, hey, can you do this? It's a kid. He's 16 years old. He's great. Right. But we, we don't but have when, people um, like that. If I, go to, if I go to people, they're like, yo, 200 bucks. I'm like, right. that's 10 tickets, man. <laughs> like, what the hell? Right. You know, like. But um, the way those shows used to open, man, the 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 crowd was chanting CZW before the first match hit, before the lights hit, before the first entrance music. Well, the I, crowd I, I agree. Crowd it. We, and, and we are. That's, we have that's said, a huge missing point. We have we have made the the commitment that this year, whatever we make off a tournament of death this year, I've made the commitment that I'm going to bring in people, and I'm already in talks with them. Um, you know, Michael Pankos is the best in the business at what he does. He just doesn't have the time now to to commit to doing those things. And James Figueroa is the director of CZW. He also just doesn't have time. He's editing. He's running CZW Studios. You know. There's a lot of the things that we're trying to get done. We need people on board, and we need people that are committed and that understand, right. you know, it, it, the light at the end of the tunnel, man. Like, you can see what CZW can become. We can become this, but doing things at smoke and mirrors, man. We're running in a skating ring, and it looks better than most, most companies' productions, you know. Like, that's what we're doing. We can't afford to be at the arena all the time, which would be phenomenal, but, I mean – it's a $5,000 building now. You know, that's why guys only go there once in a while. It, it, they've invested in, you know, in a, a $100,000 lighting rig. It, you know, it, it's totally different yeah. from how it was back in the day. And, and it, it makes it very not what it used to be. No, but in a way it's better, but it's not, it's not, the, it's not our home. People forget CZW ran more shows there than anyone, including ECW. We, we built sure. that building and then, you know, they're trying to make their business bigger and better, and they have, and, I, and, and I'm happy for mm-hmm. them for it. But it, it also it affects our business when you go in and you triple the price on us, and we go, well, where the hell we, we we can't run it like some local you know gym, you know you, we can't do that. We're CZ, we can't. And then you need, hey, we got to do I pay per view. We need parking. 
You know, we run a skate zone, and the thing sucks about skate zone, there's not a lot of public trans. And, but, like, it's a nice right. area. It's a nice right. building. The food's good. You know, like, I can eat chicken fingers there and not go, hey, I wonder how these were cooked and if there was a rat in it, you know. Like, you know, I mean, I remember days in the arena where you'd be like, if you guys seen the stuff I've seen in that building, you'd be like, whoa. You know, it, it just blows my mind. Yeah. I mean, I, and I've been going there forever. So you, you just kind of got to look at those things. Sure. Um, um, yeah, something I really wanted to I really wanted to get into is um, the Hall of Fame. Um, there's been a lot of people inducted over the years. The one guy who has definitely been overlooked, and and by a lot of standards has been overlooked in, in tribute, is Trent Acid. He, he's not a member of the Hall of Fame, and if anyone deserves it, five of your Hall of Famers would say they don't belong in if he doesn't, if he's not in. Uh, what, what is the reason uh, behind can... Trent Acid not being put in the Hall of Fame? Uh, there's no reason to be honest. We just haven't done it yet. Uh, we actually talked about doing it one year and the person that we wanted to accept the award wouldn't, wouldn't do it. So, uh, we are, um, it, it, you're probably going to see him go in next year because we have somebody that will accept on his behalf. That is a hall of famer. Um, and, uh, not just him, a couple other people too, that are no longer with us, I think deserve to be in. Um, you know, and we try to commemorate their all their memories with the Chris Cash Memorial Show. You know, JC, uh, Brain Damage, Trent, Cash. I mean, you know, all these guys oh. that have disappeared before their time. And, um, you know, and that I we agree, wish we're still here. On, to speak on that, you opened the last Chris Cash Memorial, the, the Down with the Sickness show, and you forgot JC Bailey in your opening monologue. Uh, the, the crowd had the chant it. You were out of the ring before it even came up, and then you tried to continue the chant. But, I mean, do you think at some point you should write something down or you should have someone doing it for you if it's it, something that no, big no, left I, out of the opening? I should definitely write it down. I mean, that was something that was spur of the moment, and I thought, and then I was like, people don't understand. Like, I'm trying to change what we're doing behind the scenes. Like, literally um, – you know, I've said this in interviews before, and I'll say it again. I have not been a predominant character on the show as much as I used to be. I'm not wrestling in matches. I'm not, you know, I've been out there a few times to do things. At the end of the year, I had no business wrestling Matt Tremont. I didn't want to do it. It was, hey, we need something for Matt, and these guys have, me and Matt have something special, and it's good. You know, um, like this year, I was only, you know, I was out with best of the best, which is, you know, present the trophy, blah, 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 blah. I went out to try and make the Tim Don Stangle work. Um, those were things that that uh, the authority figure is. I'm not out having matches. I've literally tried to pull myself off of shows because guys like fans don't see what goes on behind the scenes. And now I have built a team of guys that assist me. Like, to be honest with you, Jay, I mean, and like I said, I'll straight shoot on your shows. I wear way too many hats. I'm involved in way too much stuff. And days of shows, I'm worried about, like, how many chairs do we have out there? Are people bitching if we ran out of chairs? Uh, how much money do we make? Are we making payroll? Is this angle going? Like, there's a lot of times up until literally probably, probably till this year, probably February of this year, I haven't watched the show. I book the shows. You know, I make the calls. I might not come up with all the ideas, but I make. I go, yes, no, this is what I want blah, 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 blah. I literally am that guy, and I don't even watch them live because I'm running around dealing with problems. You know, mm -hmm. I'm 
even even when like I have to go out there a lot of times, there's times like like when I have to go out there, I'm not even ready. I don't even know what's going on because I'm dealing with like, you know, the fire marshal showed up because, you know, somebody called somebody and like said we're using this or like fire or light tubes or something, you know. Like you don't even understand what it took to get light tube a light tube spot. A spot in that building. And then I gotta deal with him and sit there. Or like, hey, the I pay per view and the internet's down or or like the lighting's gonna screw up or like the building's complaining because of this or, you know, oh, this guy dove into the crowd and he wasn't supposed to and he hit this little girl and like now her brother's talking about suing and, and you're you know, you know what I'm saying? Or hey, you got to go get the merch or, or Hey DJ, what, where's this table or the barbed wire in the container? Cause we can't find it or something like that. Like I'm, and these are just stupid things or, right. or this guy's mad because he has to lose today. Like I have to deal with that. And that happens. It really does. You know? And, and, uh, you know, now I have a team, you know, where, where behind the scenes, literally I'm taking myself out of a lot of equations so I can focus on the product. And for what we have planned for the future, you know, and what we want to do, it's going to require a lot more of my time. I'm traveling around right now. I'm on business calls. Like, like even like Dojo Wars, I have no input in that unless I wrestle. And the only input I have, like, I don't want to be David John Willard. Everybody knows it's me. I, I'm, not, I'm not super comfortable out there in black trunks, you know. Like, I mean, especially ones that barely fit me and you can, you know, see everything. You know, it, it, it's, it, it's, no, it, it's literally, like, I have no input on that. Like, I don't. Like, right now, I'll flat out tell you, the guys that love Dojo Wars, if you're a fan of it, Evil J has taken it over. It is his. He runs it. He is the man. He is in charge of that. I am in charge of the training. All right? I run class. I used to run class every day. I don't now. I can't. I physically cannot do it. I can be there, but, like, today, in example, today I met, met with these YP uh, solution guys that are, like, uh-huh. trying to put us on all these websites and all this, and I got to hear what they got to say. You know, we're like, right. you have the guys, you know, I, I was out in L.A., and I, I'm learning television out there, producing, you know, and I'm meeting with the guys that Pivot Share, which is the company that sets up CZW Studios, and, like, we're talking about, you know, trying to get on all hey we're on roku great when's apple ready when can we get live stuff ready there you know hey i need this i'm meeting with i'm on those phone calls i'm doing podcasts with you like literally when we started this podcast my training was still going on i left i you know it, right. so i could talk right. to you this is important because people need to know mm-hmm. what's going i don't have the time or like sure i can't book that i can't book that book wsu run run the classes wrestle full-time you know, like, like my, my last weekend, I literally, I was at Dreamer's thing. I went from there to wrestle at Hybrid. Then I got on a, a plane, flew down to Atlanta, missed my connecting flight because the flight was late, had to get on two more, wrestled Iceberg in a big, crazy, you know, like we're bashing light tubes over each other's head. Then taught an eight-hour seminar for 50-plus for kids, and then you're looking for talent, and then you're sitting here notes, filming it, making sure the promos are done, at what they look like, you got to, you know, trying to get to know them and then still trying to sleep, get on a flight, get home, then show up and go to training the next day when you haven't even been to your house. Like, it, it's, and yeah. then still return the, the 500 emails from, like, I literally average about three to five emails a day for people who are looking to work for either CZW or WSU. 
and then you're trying to get uh-huh. back to all them on top of, you know, all the crazy bills and, and the taxes, like, that we got to pay. We're going, hey, DJ, we, we broke another guardrail, uh, you know. Having conversations with Michael Pankos about, hey, when guys come out, there's the curtain. I can't really see them in the box. Like, can we get some lighting changes? Hey, I need this graphic. Hey, we got to announce this. Hey, what the hell is this? Who said this on the Twitter today? You know, you, or yeah. why was this posted? You know, that's my day. You know, that that's what I do well, that- every single day. On, on top of having to deal with wrestlers call you and, hey, dude, I got this idea. What do, what do you think of this? Or how about a TOD this? Or bring this guy in, or I want to wrestle the homicide, or, or, or and, and, and he needs to be here this date. And I'm like, we're uh, trying to explain to these guys the same thing I have been for six years. Hey, man, it's not rocket science. Let's just put it together and do it. You know. So now what I'm doing right. is I'm and I'm I, I apologize, Jay. I told you I'm long-winded, and you know that you've seen me cut promos. Sure. Um, what I've done now is I'm bringing people in to assist with that. Uh, you know, Michael oh, Pankos yeah. is the best at what. At what he does, I literally said to Michael, "Here's your job, do it. Just say, hey DJ, this is what I want to do. If I like it, yes. If I don't, I'll say I don't like that. Do it this way." James Figueroa, right. you're running CZW Studios. I want to get every damn show and everything we have up there. Get it up there. I don't care how long it takes. Here's the master DVDs from the beginning, and he puts up probably three or four shows a week now. You know, here's some right. hand stuff because people right. want to see that. Put get it up, get the new stuff up a week after we air it. Put it up in entirety when the mm-hmm. had his son. Do this. That's how I want it, and he just does it, and and that's it. Hey, social media, yeah. we we need to focus on social media more. We're trying to figure that out. Hey, we need a newsletter. We needed a podcast. You know, I called Wiggy because Wiggy does them, and she's good, and she's always on time <laughs> and not going anywhere. On that topic, people love her. On that topic, you you need to figure spell check out. You know that, right? Oh, I trust me. I'm very well aware of this. <laughs> I, for, okay, like it's not even just. I usually do a lot of stuff on like my phone because fist, I never man. have. Uh, dude, I'm a bad speller at as it is, but it, it's like when I'm spell when I'm when I'm typing stuff out. I'm usually on my phone. I'm like I'm in my car talking to you now, driving. You know that that's usually right. how my days go. And and, and it's like mm-hmm. like tomorrow is Friday. I have. I know I have at least two conference calls for CZW to be on, and then I have an international call with WXW and Rev Pro and Southside Wrestling and, like, for our, our typical end of the year, you know, we do in fall European tour. And I'm literally going to be driving to Pittsburgh. I have to meet Connor Claxton at 11 a.m., and I'm meeting him in Reading, which I live in Delaware, which is two hours from me, so i got to leave at 9 and as of right now, it is 20 to 11, and I'm nowhere near tired. And I'm not packed either. So i got to get all that ready, do all that. And then while I'm sitting there with Connor, and uh, I forget who else is in that car, Rude Boy Riley, who has nothing to do with CZW business at all, I don't need him sitting in on my call. So then i got to work those things in. That's my day. Yeah. So like, and then on top of the 10 million emails, I got, I'm like on my phone. And trust me, I can't spell save my life. I know that. But that's why I, I'm trying to get other people to do the thing. That's why I don't – like you, I don't, res- I don't social media. I, I like, I, Hey, here, look, Hey, China died. Yo, I, I love Joni. She was great. She was always good to me. You know, rest in peace. I'm going to miss her. She, she was a revolution, you know, stuff like I'll tweet about that. Or like, like I'm not big on Snapchat. I don't know anything about that stuff. That's why I've hired people to do it. You know, it's, right. Hey, do this. You're good. Like when we started working with beyond wrestling, 
It wasn't like I was like, oh, we got to work with these guys. They're great. No, he's like, hey, they know YouTube. They have figured something out. I don't know. <laughs> you know, so now we have one of the better YouTubes out there. We're, we're, we're getting people viewing what we're doing, you know. And, and, and yeah. Drew Cordero, taught, he taught me that. He did. And, and, and yeah. I went to him and said, hey, I don't know. You're doing something I don't know. Hey, how can I help you? And now he's become a better uh, promoter. Yeah, I mean, so, there's some things sorry, just attention to detail. There's some things that's just like attention to detail that I, I feel like you miss on. And again, you say you're wearing a lot of hats, and I understand that. But like something as simple no, as like after you're, tournament you're, of you're, death last year, after tournament of death last year, Ian Rotten was the first one to announce Matt Tremont as tournament of death champion, not the CZW announcer. So the next time Matt Tremont entered the ring in CZW, he was not announced as Tournament of Death champion. It was your your champion. He went out to Ian's company, and Ian announced CZW Tournament of Death World Champion. You know, he announced that because it was a big deal to him to mention, an accolade for him to mention, but your ring announcers didn't. So it's, like I said, small details like that that I think makes a big deal to production. Is another reason exactly what you're saying, Jay, and something that we are working on. We are CCW. We are one of the top companies in the world, and we know it, okay? But that attention to detail is my responsibility. And that's stuff that where I can't, I can't get – I'm overwhelmed with a lot of stuff, and I need help, and I know it. And that's why when I first took over the company, the mistakes that I made was I, – I literally I said it was my family. I went and thought the boys were going to support me, and I was wrong. They, they were, some of them were out for themselves and, you know, trying to get more money or, hey, Deej, I want to wrestle this guy. And I get that. I understand that as a wrestler, you know, because I've, mm-hmm. I've been on, I'm on that side of the fence. That's why I went out and went, oh, my God, I'm screwing up. I need help. I called, I literally called Mike Burns and was like, please come help me. I don't know what the hell's going on. I, I'm way overwhelmed. You know, it's why, like, with the school, I brought in people. You know, now where like like Dojo Wars, I can't do like I don't have time for it, man. I really don't. It, it's yeah. Emil. I know you know indie wrestling. You know it. You're good. You've been here for a long time. You're respected. You know how to talk to people. I, I've sat here like and listened to that like original like my commentary team. I brought Emil in with Rob Naylor, and those were going to be my uh-huh. guys. They knew their stuff. That was what I wanted. And, you know, and then you go you go and and, and you you go Emil here do the job. That that Emil's gonna be that guy, and I'm going and it's him. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm gonna go if I don't like something. I'm not gonna go and flip out about it. I'm gonna go. Hey, Emil, you know what? What about this? And then either he might explain. Hey, down the line, like the Britney thing we talked about earlier. That's an Emil idea to yeah. push her like that. But it's making her a heel because he knows in CZW that she's gonna be with Scarlet and Graves, and everybody knows that now. But like everybody knows that that. That she's going to be the heel, so you got to make her that way there. And in WSU, you're going to start seeing that switch too. So it's like, well, we're going to start it here and get her working on it now. That was his idea, and and this is right. how we're going to do it. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, I see where it's going. I get it because I made the same. Hey, she's a 90 pound girl. Blah 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 blah. You know, I, I I had the same thing. I get it. But now she's a competitor. She's actually accomplished it. And he goes, look, she's beaten these guys and done this. People will end up taking her seriously, and then you notice it there, and then you notice it at other places. Because, like I said, nobody questioned her being in the, the scramble match at Cage of Death. You know what I'm saying? It was weird. It was just, and he was right. I start seeing it, and then I go, okay, I gotta let him do his job. It's like if Michael Pankos or James. James has come to me 
And uh, one of the things we've done is you'll notice MLJ in the last two shows, maybe, he doesn't ring announce the, mm-hmm. the matches from the ring on every match, just so, like, the really big blow-offs or the title matches and stuff. It speeds the show up, because nobody wants to sit there until 1 o'clock in the morning. You know what I mean? I mean, I know as a fan, I don't want to watch a five-hour show. Three hours, three and a half, I'm good. You know, with an intermission. You know, it's, I'm cool with that. Like, I, I can deal with that. That's, that's what Raw is. You know, three, three and a half hours. And fans will mm-hmm. watch that. But once you get into that, like, Jay, you're, you're a big fan. Like, you already admitted, like, TOD shows can drag at times, man. Like, uh-uh, man. And then yeah, you can, like, fight your yeah, I mean, and COD is different because everybody's there partying and get hammered, and it, it's 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 not like a wrestling show. It's it's, an, it's it's I don't even know what to, it's an event. It's something different. It's 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 crazy. It's death stocks, you know. That's what a lot of us call it. But you don't want to sit in the flyer skate zone on a Saturday night when, like, you know, you you might have to get up on Sunday, you know, for whatever your whether it's your kids or, or you know, your wife or girlfriend or. Oh, I got to go into work. Because, like, let's face facts. I mean, most of our wrestling fans, they ain't got money. They're not, like, these well-off doctors and you know, lawyers and stuff. These, these are, like, you know, these are guys that are, you know, nine to five in it, you know, working in an office or a warehouse or, or on the street or whatever, you know. And, uh, you know, they don't got a lot of money. They, they got they got kids. They got bills. They got families. They, they want to go home. They don't want to sit there till two in the morning. Or, you know, right. hey, maybe they're there with their boys. Like, you, you're kind of one of those guys. Like, you're coming with your friends. And people there, your boys, yo, we want to go out and eat before, you know, the restaurant closes. You know, we we want to get the Applebee's for the half-price app before 1 o'clock and they shut down. You know, it's like, we're going to the bar, which is a big, big thing. And so do the wrestlers. And I want to get out of there, too, because I want to go to sleep. But I want to get home at 7 a.m. You know, it, it sucks. Uh, so Emma has done that. There, there's a lot of things, attention to detail. And, and completely your criticisms i will accept them and they're my responsibility as the owner and booker and promoter and um i'm bringing in the help to help me so that here's your job do it you know and just just come to me with stuff and that's what i want like and and we've asked people for help that's why we're looking for sorry i go on rants just cut me off it's easier give me an Uh, another thing uh another thing i wanted to talk about was japan Um, matt tremont went out there he's got the japan is scared shirt he's calling out fmw he's calling out onita and the first thing that strikes my mind is that's weird because you have a relationship with bjw or do you what is your situation with bjw now and why is matt tremont your world champion not been sent to BJW, as well as Joker, if you have a relationship going on with them? Well, Joker uh, hasn't really been with the company full-time in years since he got back from his last trip from uh But that was a big overseas. part of why he is. Yeah, I mean, there, 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 was, there was that. And, um, like, I would have totally taken Joker. I, I wanted to bring him in one point, but he wasn't here. And then he has, like, like – the reason Joker isn't back full-time, because Joker, like, people probably know that we're really close personally, or we have been throughout years, uh, particularly me, him, and G's, is his schedule, like his real-life schedule, and does not work with He doesn't like you much now. Uh, I mean, he probably, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, he doesn't like me much now. I mean, it is what it is. He doesn't like what I do, yeah. and I'm going to get criticisms, and he believes – that it should be a certain way. That's great. And good for him. You know, 
But yeah, we I mean, were pretty close he was quoted as saying that he wants to crush his phone every time he sees your picture. So I'm just guessing he doesn't like you very much. No, he doesn't like like decisions I've made, and I get that, and I right. understand that. And, and some of them he's right about, and some of them he's not. And I'm going to get that for everybody. People don't like Vince McMahon's decisions, but they don't understand the reasons behind them. Sometimes they don't. He doesn't know, you know. And mm-hmm. um, and he's not going to. And that's why you know that's why he's doing what he does, and that's great. Good for him, man. But, like, he hasn't been here for that, and I'd love to take him to Japan. I totally would. Um, as far as the other stuff um, and, and BJW relationship, we still have the relationship. It's just their business has changed, and financially, like, we brought them over, what? The last time we sent guys was Danny Havoc and Masada over there, and that was uh-huh. about a year ago, and that's when Danny got hurt. And we've talked about, like, bringing guys back over in fall, but then, like, the schedules don't line up. So, and then, like, they had, like, our contact, like, I think everybody knows, like, Yuki, the ref, that, I mean, everybody knows uh-huh. Yuki, right? Like, you know what I'm talking about, yeah. or maybe fans don't. She's the contact. She's not in the office there anymore. So then it was, like, who's the new contact? You set up the relationship there. So we've been talking about it on and off for a while. Um as far as why Matt didn't go to BJW when he had his hepatitis scare, deal over there. Um, because not only did he have a hepatitis scare, Kobayashi had one. And that was who he wrestled when all that happened. And they kind of were like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe TZW, young boy, maybe, maybe no good, maybe very sick. And then we had to go and show, look, see, it's this. It's a disease. He had pancreatitis. And nobody knew at the time. You know, you had to put in the, the, the doctors and stuff. And that kind of delayed that. And then um, that was like, okay, well, this is why we haven't taken Matt. And now I'm working on that again. Um, like, I haven't been in a year either. And that's very not typical for me because I'm usually there three times a year. You know, and I know one of the criticisms specifically from the boys and, and, and people are like, why does DJ always have to go? Because I know that's going to be a question right. Jay would ask. <laughs> It's really simple. Absolutely. That was when the I'm next not, thing out of my mouth. Um, it's really simple. When I'm not there, there's always some problem i got to deal with afterwards. Like, I wasn't there when Danny Havoc and Masada was there. Danny Havoc got hurt. He didn't get taken to the hospital. He didn't get taken to a doctor. They were like, ah, you'll be fine. And now Danny Havoc had to have surgery and was off my shows and affected my business. You know, and people remember, we had him and Matt Tremont all set up, and then Devin Moore came in, and, you know, it was all ready to go. And then that affected me, and I got pissed. But when I was over there, and, you know, I got rocked in the head, and I was bleeding out my temple, they, doc, same thing with Europe. When I'm not there, I'm getting reports back that, like, there's problems, and I go, wait, this is a problem. Not to mention, I'm over there, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the job done, like, like, I'm a value to them, like, as a wrestler, but, like, as a boss-wise, I'm there to make sure things get done. I know when Danny and Masada were there, if I was there, they would have took him to the hospital. He would have got proper care right away. And we would have been able to plan and not have business screwed up down the line. And that's a problem. You know? So you and think I that, that they don't every, take care every of the guys other unless you're there? Um, it's not just so much that. There's also the guys are a problem plenty of times, too. You know? Um, trust me. There, there's a lot of, you know, I mean – there was a reason why I didn't do uh, WrestleMania weekend, not this past year, but the year before. I mean, the opportunity was there. You know, I was very unhappy what transpired down in New Orleans. 
you know, and, and I can say there were people that, even in Dallas, there were some people down there that I was very unhappy with. You know, I get it. It's an event. You know, you want to go out and play. I'm there for business. I don't give two craps. You know, I am there working with Dave. I am there working with high spots. I am there, you know, meeting people that are, you know, at the top of the game. You know, Canyon Siemens in our building. William Regal's watching our show. You know, they're there. These are the guys that can, all these wrestlers and all this, they want to go there and make the most amount of money. These are also guys that can help us make money. You know, WWE buys a, a Dean Ambrose clip from us. That's money that I can have to help buy us something or, or support us so you can continue to make money with me. Some guys were like, nah, we're going down here. We're going to, you know, we're going to hang out with all these people we ain't seen and party. And nope, it wasn't about that to me. You know, it, it, hotel rooms, you know, simple stuff. Like, and this, this, it's a business. You know, I do these things. Like, I already tell you, I'm committed to Orlando. I already have a show. It's already booked. I already know what I'm doing. I already made the arrangements. We're already in for next year. Okay? But there are certain people that, like, you'll learn that you can't bring. Or, like, hey, they did this. You never know who's listening to you. Come on, I'm DJ Hyde. I've made every mistake. I know my reputation. I know what people say about me. I'm very upfront about it. Most of it isn't true, but it doesn't matter. It's what they perceive. You know, it's people perceive me as the bad guy because of my decision or whatever it was or, well, I heard this about you. Okay, that, that, that's great. It's like fans, Jay, Jay, trust me, and I know you're one of them. You perceive certain things about me, and I know it, but you don't really know me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know anything that really goes on behind the scenes, you know? But I judge what I'm presenting. Yeah. And, and, but you don't know the real situations. And neither do fans and neither do some of the boys. You know? And, I mean, and there, there, there was a situation that I was dealing with today that was, like, completely, like, I, I was like, hey, I didn't have anything to do with this. How did I get brought up into this? Like, I wasn't even, I wasn't even here. I was in Atlanta. You know? But it happens all the time. And, and, like, I get it, but, like, they don't understand that. And then when you go to these things, and, like, if you look at what I've accomplished as a promoter, I've helped guys go to Japan. That bridge was burned. John blew that bridge up. That bridge was annihilated with a nuclear warhead. That was never going to happen again. Dude, but they had but a problem I with John, not CZW. Yeah, but if they have a problem with John, John was CZW. Just like me, I am, I am CZW now. I'm the boss. And what I'm trying to do is yeah, I'm thinking about, like, yeah, or, like, taking guys to Europe. We've done a European tour for the last six years. Every year we do it. Every year. That's getting guys opportunities. That's how guys like Tommy End, who is phenomenal, you know, is over here. You know what I'm saying? That's how he's been in best of the best. That's where we saw those guys. That's how when WXW, remember, they came over. Like, I invited them. I, you know, hey, we're doing this with you guys. Come over. You know, that that's for their wrestlers, for the guys that are over there, that's big. You know, we sent guys to Mexico for Chilonga and DTU. Guys would have never got that opportunity, you know. And some of those doors were open through the relationships I made. Like, uh, flat out, Japan, Masada was a big part of that. You know, he was. He helped the wheels and opened the doors and said, no, this is DJ Hyde. He knows shit. Bring him over here. I was going over there. You know, and, and Masada was putting me over to the office. Hey, he's not John. He's the, It's the new CZW. You know, Sammy Callahan was WXW. Literally, no, this is DJ. DJ's over. He can work, trust me. He can do anything you need him to do. He's going to do good business. That's why they keep doing business. You know, 
it, and and those guys help, and they're CZW guys. So, but then again, Jay, like I said, there are mistakes that I make, and and you know, like I haven't really, I've been following up with Japan now, where we can do stuff. Like I've tried to get them to right. do some stuff with uh, with TOD, but then then it's a schedule problem, you know. And then you got to right. look at the investment that they make. When you bring a guy to Japan, they run four times a week. You know, when we're there for tours, like they're running four or five shows a week. We're running once a month. When you're spending fifteen hundred dollars to plus on a flight, uh, now it's a huge. And plus, what you've got to pay that guy, you know, that's a huge, and hotel and you know travel and all that other, you know, get him from the airports and you know, all that. That's a huge investment. Um, mm-hmm. and guys, fans don't see that. They they don't know. Like I said, like Masada, just look up a flight from where he, he is in Texas. Uh, Houston Hobby is where I think he flies out of. Uh, like, the flight's usually four or $500. I mean, it's not cheap. You know, I mean, Sammy's in Orlando. It's two to 300 bucks every show on top of what I'm paying them. And then you got to get people to pick right. them up. you got to put them in a hotel. That's another $100 a night. Like, they don't see – fans don't see that. That's a huge investment. I'm investing in these. A couple guys I want to know about as far as booking and, you know, why they haven't been booked. Um, a couple years ago, Scott Summers got a huge reaction at Tournament of Death. He was never brought back. Um, you know, yep. you've brought in consistently other guys from Texas. On point, cashed in with him, and him and Gage tore it up. Probably one of the best matches they've ever had on their card. Why is it Scott Summers has never been brought back? I'll defend that that with simple. There's two reasons why Scott hasn't been brought back. All right, probably three. One is easily money. Um, two was he went out there and went into business for himself, and which he's known to do, and Masada warned me about that. And I flat out told him not to. And when he came back to me, he kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and, th- and that was like, hey, this is your debut. Masada put his name on the line for you. And he worked you, put you over, made you. And then you come back and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to do whatever I want. That was wrong. And that pissed me off initially. And then, like, then I talked to him about it, and it was like, man, you know, he just, it's cool. The other thing, too, is you had Gage and Scott Summers. Why don't you ask those guys how much money they made on that? Because they didn't. They lost money. And I know that. So, it, it, right. you got to remember, it's the investment in getting here. Is the juice worth a squeeze? If you look at when I brought in certain people like the Bucks, like, the Young Bucks are, are phenomenal. They're, they're the circus coming in. The arena's a $5,000 building. I've only brought them in when I run the arena. Why? Because I need them to up that. And then the expense of two L.A. flights, they're probably two of the highest-paid guys in indie wrestling. I mean, they're insane, like insane money. Okay? And they know mm-hmm. me, so they cut me like, you know, I got the, hey, DJ, you're our buddy and we like you deal. But it's still more than I'm paying anybody else on my roster. Hotel, you know. I mean, now you're figuring big-time money, expense. But when you go from a regular CZW show about, what, like 300 people to where you're drawing seven, eight, is it the building or is it the box? I don't know. But I know the box were on right. those shows. I know we had a blizzard in February, and we still drew over 600 people. And we right. didn't make money. We broke even. But I think that people – there were people at that show that I don't see driving – 20 minutes. It's literally it's 19 minutes from the arena to the fire skate zone. I've GPS it time and time again. They can't drive 19 minutes to go to another building. 
But they come to that building, and was it because the Young Bucks were there? I don't know. But I know that when they are there, then I make payroll. And that and they're worth the yeah. investment. You know, it's like mm-hmm. right now, I think the hottest guy I could bring in right now is Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega is amazing. But you're talking sure. big-time play, big-time payday. You know, and yeah. do that, like I said, you have a guy like Scott Summers who's coming in. He's an investment in a flight, a hotel. And, you know, deathmatch wrestlers aren't exactly the easiest people to, to deal with business-wise. They're a little, a little crazy, a little messed up in the head, all of us, at some point, you know, where we go, right. sure, hit me with a light tube. It has magnesium in it. That causes, you know, there, there's, sure, drop me on my head on cinder blocks. Like, I mean, who really, he could have died, you know? Right. You, you can't, you Another can't guy who, you know, had a lot of heat. You guys had a lot of back and forth online, had a lot of build behind it, was John Wayne Murdoch. Everyone wanted to see it. Oh, you would absolutely yeah, please was, the that, fans by bringing that it was in. Actually gonna, what happened there? Uh, so there was a promoter in Indianapolis that me and Connor Claxton got booked for, and we set the angle up through him. And uh-huh. um, we were literally going to start it out there, and then it was supposed to go from there, and then I was going to get booked at IWA. And Ann and me, like, I really like Ann personally, but business-wise, everybody knows the stories about him. And there's reasons why I haven't gone back and worked for IWA Mid-South and a number of other guys, like, like that just, like, we've been there, we just didn't get our money, and it is what it is, because, you know, Ann just didn't have it. And I get that, and that was like, hey, we agreed to it, and then it, like, all fell apart. Because the promoter lost the building, or and then it was like, then it was like we had this thing, and then Murdoch was like, "Hey, I want to come in for TOD. Will you bring me in?" And then I was like, "Hey, I already booked it." And like TOD this year, I know there's two guys that aren't announced yet, and they'll be announced after the next show. Like you'll 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 see who they are. It's not complicated. Um, and some of it, if you watch it on iPay-Per-View, you can kind of see the story, but. Um, Right. If, if I already had it booked, like the guys that are in and on the show, like I have to turn in the paperwork to the state. I have to get blood tests. Like this is not something I can do in a week. You know, financially, too, right. I pay for these blood tests. They're insane. I've, if anybody wants to know where to go, it's requestatest.com. That's the place the state of Delaware uses. I go through them. Um, and you can see how much they all cost. I mean, it's insane. And you're talking, you're paying mm-hmm. for everybody. If you're on the show and there's blood in, in Delaware, you're, you're screwed. You know, rest, right. rain, it, they all got to have it. Um, so, like, you got to figure that. And then, like, I had to get that. I had TOD booked probably in December. And uh-huh. I asked him I asked him about it before then, and then he had, like, a concussion problem this year. He, took, he, was taking, right. he said, I'm taking some time off. And I was like, you know, and then you also got to deal with, like, some guys in the locker room don't like other people, and you don't want to bring that, like, you know, that in. Because, like, we've had problems with that stuff in the past, and, and I don't want, like, I'm very overprotective about my locker room right now. I don't want drama. You know, I, I've had way too much of that since I've owned this company because these people are my friends. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, Drew Gulak's in my wedding, you know, Adam Cole's in my wedding. Like, I don't need drama around these guys. These are my real-life friends. They're David Marklin's friends. It's, it's, I don't need, you know, like, boyfriend, girlfriend, like, oh, I'm dating this guy, and then this person's with this person. I don't need the, the JT Dunn, Kimberly, 
shows you. I don't need that. That that I can't deal with that anymore. That's got to go. So you don't want to bring in certain right. guys. There, there's a couple other guys like John Wayne Murdoch, but not him specifically. But there are other guys that I know that were that, you know. And then there's guys that like, you know, we we've kind of brought in that that year specifically. Like, hey, this is like. Josh Crane is a guy that I think he's, he's I think he's talented, but like he's Drake's protege. So you're going to give that kid a yeah. chance because of Drake, you know, and and like you're probably going to see Josh Crane this year in a non-tournament action. So like I mean I've, I've talked to him. Okay. I mean it, there's a couple of guys, you know. I mean Devin Moore has to ride a tractor. You know, it, it happens every TOD. So you know we need guys to, that that will now, do non-tourney matches, but you know we we got to do. Some you mentioned J.T. Dunn, and it reminded me of something else I wanted to ask. When you had the J.T. Dunn-David Starr blow-off angle, why did, they, why did J.T. Dunn go over in that match where he wasn't going to be brought back, where David Starr obviously suppo- had a push ahead of him? He was supposed to be brought back. Okay. He was going to be. He, he was supposed to be brought back. So, okay, originally, so just- one, of the original, one of the original ideas was to bring JT back and put him in best of the best where we knew Star was going to be the baby face of that. And then if you look at the guy Star was going to beat in the first round, he would have beat JT. Uh, like it was Star's losing, 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 which is what he did all year. Um, and then all of a sudden he's starting to get these wins and he's beating the guys that beat him. He beat Shane Strickland, you know, he beat JT Dunn. And then now he's in the, like you, Star was in the finals. Like we already knew that. So it was like, you knew where you were going with him, and that was like a story that we were trying to tell, that that was going to be the, hey, the baby face needs to go over in the blow-off, and then we didn't have the opportunity to bring JT back. It didn't work out business-wise, or, you know, hey, he got opportunities to do this, and that, or, you know, the problems really, he said, she said, locker room drama became an issue, and then I was just like, I don't want right. to deal with it. Like, you don't need to. Then, then he had a, we were going to bring him back, and then he moved back to Rhode Island, and then it became, well, now you got to get him here, and now it's, okay, you're paying him X amount of dollars, but now you got to invest in him getting here. And JT doesn't have a car, so now you got to find a way for him to get down here. So you're either going to have to fly him down, or you're going to have to book another guy that you don't have room for and pay that guy to drive and then pay their trans. And then it was like, well, we have Joey Janela. <laughs> you know, like, give him the opportunity. Right. And, and it was like, and then and Joey, you know, and Joey's done well. And then, hey, Leo Rush is a guy I've been watching for a year. Bring him in. And, you know, it, it was kind of the, the idea at the time was that. It's just like there are a lot of other ideas that um, we have had. Like there was an idea. I'll tell you right now, we have the end of the year booked, and it's screwed right now. Like it's not happening. Um, but uh, we had an idea to do a bunch of different things like that, that you know, we were gonna we were gonna run with, you know, and, and then you bring in guys and they do good, and then it's like, how do you get rid of that guy, you know? Or like right. you run into these booking problems. Like you remember when um, uh, Bill Carr couldn't be here like three times, and and they were the tag champs. That's not my control. Yeah, why do you keep so the belt on those guys at that point? Well, because what ended up happening was like, okay, it's a one time thing, and then you're like, all right, well, I understand, I get it. You got a real job. I'm not paying your bills. I get that. I'm not. I'm not paying you millions of dollars. Every WWE fans and anybody's listening to this long podcast that, that me ranting for hours. WWE is not the best wrestling in the world. The reason guys want to go there is because that's where they make the most amount of money. Payday is. 
That's why they want to be there. And, you know, and then if they get fired, they come out here and they go, well, I was at WWE, you got to pay me this. You know, they become a, a name guy. And, you know, it was, hey, that's his real job. I'm not going to get mad at a guy that has been with me for a couple years, has done everything I've asked him to do, you know, these crazy hokey character things with the Beaver Boys for six months, like everything. And a guy that I have known uh-huh. when I was at WWE, I met, I met Bill Carr at WWE when I was there. You know, that's how long I've known him. And, like, I know, hey, he's got a real job, and financially I'm not paying his bills, so I'm not going to get mad at him for going, hey, man, I took this new job, they're paying me this. And then one thing, and then it's like, okay, cool, the first time. And then, like, Candace was there, and it's like, oh, this will be a cool thing. It will work it into a story or something. And, like, I mean, it was okay. And then the second time, it's like, hey, man, like, yo, come on, man. Like, you got to get Sunnister. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, dude, it's really out of my control. And then you're kind of like, okay, well, now we got we to gotta get where we're going to get the tag belts off of it. You know? And, like, right. what sucks is, like, say hypothetically – like, I think everybody knows that, like, things we're, we're building to and things we're doing, and, and like, it, some things are obvious. But, like, you have Leo Rush as, as, as the wire champion, and you know him and Joey Janelle are in this hot, heated angle. What happens if May 14th, Leo Rush goes out and breaks his leg? Like, another reason you don't know that we did the angle we did, the night before, Leo wrestled. He wrestled Dan Moff. He wasn't even advertised for the show. He took Sammy's right. place because Lucha pulled him off the show. He wrestled Dan Moff. Moff landed on his leg. And if you'll go back and watch the tape, he's limping. He could not wrestle. He was hurt. Bad. He didn't, he didn't do nothing for like a week. So what happens if he breaks his leg at Ring of Honor? Then what do you got to do? Then you got to find something for Joey. Then you got to do it, something to get the belt somewhere. And then that affects everybody else down the road and, and on the card. You know what I'm saying? And that's what sucks. And that's right. one of the bad things about right. about indie wrestling, too, because you never, like, Sammy Callahan and Air Fox are at Lucha. You know, yep. like, what was I going to do? So, Sorry. Uh, yeah, another tag team. Um, with Milk Chocolate, what happened with them? Because it seemed like you only booked them for you to squash them. They're a talented tag team. They would have worked really well booked evenly against another tag team. And it seemed like you only brought them in for you to squash them. Uh. No, I brought them in to use them and develop their characters. That's why we had them going out there. Um, the idea for me to squash them was we were going to try and run with, oh, DJ's a baby face thing and say positive things and not be on the show and get hit, and that was a dumb idea. Yeah, I know. You're laughing because it was a dumb idea, and it wasn't one of mine, but it was something that I'm like, is that, you know what? All right, is that when you bought that coat? Uh, no, 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 no. I bought that coat. I, I had that coat commissioned a while ago. I, I bought that coat for Japan because they wanted me to have one. I thought that was a baby um, face coat. I love that coat. I, people hate it, but nobody's got anything like it on it out here. So it's heavy. It's hell, reason, so. nobody else. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's different. It doesn't fit right, but I'll get I'll get a new one soon when I have some money. But um, all right. I it's funny it's funny powerful. you bring them up because it's funny you bring them up because I I literally talked to them this Saturday saying hey I want to get you guys back in like I really like what you guys are doing and you know like I see them a lot because I wrestle for NYWC which is their home promotion and they're another mm-hmm. I'm looking for the as I said my new mission is to go out and find the next group to find 
at CZW and me specifically, I've always found guys, you know. We've always been able to get the Biff Busey to the Samurai Del Souls or the Uhas, and then they leave quickly, but I want to go out and find them now and get them here and keep them. You know, that's sure. why I did what I did in Atlanta. I'm going to do one in Ohio. I'm going to do one in New York. And, like, just I'm, I'm just basically going, hey, this is what we do. This is what we're building to. This is what I'm looking for. And I, I literally would tell you, when I went down there, I told these guys down there, I said, look, I have the toughest crowd in the world. Impress me. I was like, I don't care about anything else. This is what I need. I need a, a, an eight-minute match. I need a one-minute promo. Impress me. And A.R. Fox had at least in his school out of the 47 people that showed up there, there was legit three girls that I was like, all right, we need to find a way to give them an opportunity. And probably like eight to 12 guys, it's like, okay, this guy's not there yet. But there's like, you know, Fred Yehi and Baron Black, they could be booked tomorrow. They, they're that good. They look great. They move mm-hmm. great. They put on a super indie enough match. And it's like, okay, where am I going to put them? All right, well, um, when do we give guys opportunity? Hey, are you guys available in September? Because it's the cash show. And then, like, guys like Chip Day. Chip Day is amazing. He really is. Like, I, I, he wrestled Sammy Callahan on, on Sunday down there. And, like, they tore the house down. Like, killed it. And I'm going, I don't understand why in that scramble match he wasn't. And Sammy goes, give him a singles match. I go, Sammy, a lot of people don't know this guy. You know, it's guys like like that or guys like Anthony Henry. I watched him wrestle Gulak, Sammy, all these guys down at PWX. The kid's good. He's good. You know, and, and he looks good. He's, you know, he's in shape. He can go. He just needs another opportunity. And then it's like, fuck, I got a 10-match card. Where am I going to put this kid? And then you got to get him up there. And You know what I'm saying? Like, So I'm going to go out and find those guys, the guys that are going to be the next Sammy Callahan. The guys that are going to be the next, um, you know, AR Foxes. I'm going to find them because they're out there, and I know it. And I'm going to go and find them diamonds in the rough or the guys that just, hey, I'm a young kid. You know, like AR Fox, have you – I don't know if anybody's watched our, uh, our WrestleMania show. There was a kid who was John Cena in AR Fox's group. That kid is going to – like, that kid's going to – he's going to go somewhere. He's 18. He's, he can do stuff. He'll get over in CZW because he can flip and fly and he, and he gets it. You mentioned the match that uh, Candice subbed in. And what about uh, Tabernacle Team? I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but those guys. Yeah, the, the, the Tabernacle Team, I like those guys. I've given them a couple opportunities, and, like, I don't know, man. Like, they were driving down, and, like, I'm really nervous about using Canadians right now, right now because, like, we tried to get a couple of them a visa. Like, we, the, like technically, like, Uno and Dose, the Smash Brothers, are under contract to CZW, but Uno got approved for the visa, and Stupefy didn't, and, like, I don't get it. Like, I don't know. And, and like, I, I like Uno, but he's more of, like, a comedy character, like, as evil Uno, and, like, I, you know, like, I don't see the point in bringing them down here without the... Because if I'd have had the Smash Brothers, like, oh, wow, now we got them, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I like Tabernacle team, to be honest with you. Um, and I'll tell you right now, Kevin, uh, Steen, Owens, whatever you want to call him now, he's the guy who literally has pushed them on me. Um, and they're really talented. I just, like I said, right now we have, we have the amazing Gulaks. We have the Hit Squad. We have um, Scarlet and Graves, the Nation of Intoxication. Um, you know, uh, TV Ready. Uh, the Dub Boys are guys that were, you know, are doing good. You know, I mean, we have so many tag teams, and you're going, man, I can't have five tag matches a show. It, 
you know, and then you've got to get them down here and then it comes into a business. But they're a team that, like, I'm definitely keeping an eye on and I want to, like, give another opportunity to. You know, and I thought them guys, I had them wrestle, um, they wrestled the team tremendous up there and it was great. And then down here it was kind of like, oh, well, we don't have Bill Carr. Here's Candace being Bill Carr. And it was like, eh. Like, I didn't really – it's like when I brought the hooligans in, like, I've been hearing about these guys from the CVW, specifically internet fan base, for sure. a long time. And I'm like, all right, we got them. And, and they were going to commit and everything. And then they came in and it was like, you know, I I said, who can you guys kill it with? And they're like, eh, And I'm like, okay, here's booked. And – and then it was like, eh, I didn't like, like, it, I was expecting like this mind blowing, like thing. And I know the whole, you know, I love them. They're great guys. And I'm just like, I was expecting like our crowd to be like, you know, like CM Punk walked in the door and, and, and it, and it was oh. like, Oh, Hey, those guys. Yay. You know? And, and, and it just, I think they're the very good. Like, I saw okay. Night of Infamy was an off show. I, I think they got put on an off show, honestly. Well, again, you're trying to give them opportunity and where you can work guys in on their schedule. You know, sure. like, you you know, it's like I haven't used the Beaver Boys in a while, and they're still awesome, and I should still use them. They're great. It's just I kind of, like, they ran a course, and now I want to give them a break and maybe bring them back when I have another spot. But now now I have the spot I was going to put them in. I have EYFBO, and EYFBO is just as great. You know, and, and you got to kind of run with what you got there, you know. and. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now it's like, oh, wait, now, like, Team Tremendous is going, but now i got the hit squad. So it's kind of like right. give and take. And, and like, what I want to build is I want guys that are CZW guys and are getting hard to find. That's why you, you're seeing guys like the Gulag are only the Gulags here. The Dub Boys, they're here. So those, you know, Nation of Intoxicants are here. I want to I build around that. So, because, uh, you know, you want right. CZW guys. Now, you know, we got this whole, you know, situation going on now where Zandig is coming back around, and, you know, this, this tournament seems like, and, you know, I, I, I don't personally, you know, blame a Zandig. I blame more, uh, you know, a Danny DeMano and uh, Lauderdale and those guys. They place this tournament six days before your tournament. Um, how does that affect you? What are you? What's your feelings on it? What's going on right now? Uh, well, I mean – some things I really don't want to comment on because, you know, I know who I am. I'm the bad guy in professional wrestling and, you know, like, I know people, you know, are going to, you not know, Ramon. They just don't like you. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be like, well, DJ this or whatever. And, um, you know, man, all, all I say is like, I got to do what's best for CZW. I mean, Fans were saying, people were saying I was trying to shut down the Gage tournament, and then I'm going, Nikki's texting me, asking me how to get paint the glass the week of the show, like, and I'm telling him how. Like, I don't want to see Nick Gage fail, you know? And, and like, I'm great. I'm, I'm glad guys are getting money, but, like, it is what it is, man. Like, you're using Danny Havoc, you're using Masada, and those guys are going to work there because they need the money. And they're going to want to be in the tournament. John's coming back. And, like, I don't really want to comment on John because that will be a long conversation. And, you know, like, we, we talked about bringing John in for the cage last year. And John, I mean, he's John. He's an iconic deathmatch wrestling figure. He's the creator of CZW. 
And you know what? Guys are getting their money, and good for them, man. I'm happy. I hope it goes well. I just hope that it doesn't have ramifications that affect CZW, like the Nick Age tournament did. You know, and right. You know, and and that is what I see happening. And like people forget too, like there still are deathmatch laws in New Jersey. <laughs> That's why John left the first time. <laughs> like you don't know right. what I go through trying to like do a a light tube spot. Like we've only done it three times in Jersey. And it's always, you'll notice the fire marshal sits in the corner. Like I, you can point him out. If you watch it on tape, you can see him. He's this old guy yeah. with a weird yeah. mustache and he's a prick. All right. He really is. And you'll usually see me or Maven standing near him while they're doing it. Okay. Because you know that like, like when Drew Gulak swung that light tube at death and it went into the crowd, I want, I was going to choke him when he got to the back. Because I promised them nothing like that would ever happen. You know? Yeah. And, and we can't advertise it. You can't, like, it, it, and then you got to go through the, the, the city and the township and the state and go, can we please just do one little thing? We just won. You know, it, it's like at the arena now. Like, you can't go in the crowd at all. And, like, the law, like, people forget there's laws. And, and, like, we have done things through smoke and mirrors. There's a lot of stuff that people don't recognize and know. And this is common knowledge. You can Google it on your phone. It's not that hard to find. It's like if you guys want to right. find the Delaware laws, there, there is a David John Marklin law because Nick Gage got hurt. That's it. Flat out. It, it, literally, it, it's there. That's why we get blood tests and have ambulances at the show. That costs insane amounts of money. Insane. Mm-hmm. All right? But they forget that those laws are there. But when you look up this type of wrestling – on the internet or any place else, we're the first thing you see. You know, and then when yeah. Nick Gage got locked up again, they didn't call them, they called us. We weren't even there. You know, and then I got my world champion going out down there, yeah, Nick Gage is not going to be here. And they go to him and go, hey, Matt, everybody loves you. Can you do that? That affects my business. And, like, it's not like they're not within the, like, the realm of where we're running, it's, it's, I understand what they're doing and I'm, I'm, and that's great. And like, I, do I think it's a little messed up? Yeah, but you know what? It is what it is. I'm not going to complain. Mm-hmm. You know, ECWA runs 10 minutes from us on point does it, it is, you know, all the game changer runs a million shows, you know, people talk bad, you know, Danny DeMonto talks bad about me on Facebook and, you know, and so is John, and don't think there weren't reasons for that. I did wrestle a match with Danny DeMonte on Saturday, but people don't get that. So, like, I get it. It's like we don't like each other, me and Danny. We don't, you know. But, it, you know, the match could have never happened, you know. It, it could have never. And that hybrid guy, the guys who ran that, like, that was great. You know, good for them. I'm happy they made money. They had a good show. I hope they run another show, and I hope they book me and pay me and bring me in because I did good business with them. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. going to be the guy who's going to go on Twitter and badmouth somebody. I'm, I'm a pro. I'm not doing it. And, and, you know, that's just how it is. And, and like, it's going to be that way everywhere. You know, I, I'm, I'm like I said, like, I don't get on social media, one, because I can't spell, and, and Jay has pointed that out, fans. But, two, it, it's like, what am I going to do? Tell you – you know, oh, John's a piece of crap or Joker's a piece of crap. It is what it is, man. Like, I love those guys. I love John Zantig. I do. Good for him. Make your money, man. Have a good show. You know, I got to do what's best for us. Like, I got to have a good show. 
You know, I, the six guys that are announced in it are guys that are talented at Deathmatch Wrestling, and the other two guys are talented too. You know, and like I said, like you're you're going to get your you know at, at TOD, Devin Moore's going to have drive a tractor and do something dumb. You know, right. hey, he's my dad's favorite wrestler, and I'm going to go out at the beginning of the show and thank my family for allowing you know 1,500 crazy drunk. God knows what else people here to just ride on their property and do whatever the hell they want. You know, I mean, right. they're, they're, they're going to chant for my parents and, and like, and then later I'm going to come out and they're going to go die DJ. And like that, and probably want it, you know, it, it, and I'm not going to get mad about it. And, you know, it's good for them. If they're doing it to be, to go screw you CZW cause you don't book us or like we're your competition. Oh, well, XPW did it. Right. Who cares? You know, and John, right. when XPW did it, I was here. I was wrestling on CZW shows. We went to 61st and Pantheon. We came back. We still ran shows. We're still here. They're not. And at the end of the day, right. we're going to be pros. We're going to move on to the next level. CZW's been around 17 years. And as long as as I wanted to keep going, and as long as I go, look, this is my life, I'm going to keep going. And, and we'll find a way to make it work. As long as we have fans like you, and, and wrestlers like Matt Tremont and guys like that, that, that really, they bleed black and yellow, we're going to do it. And yeah. You had mentioned, um, yeah. you know, Devin Moore, and, you know, it reminded me tournament-wise, um, why has Devin Moore never got a spot in Best of the Best? He's expressed that he's oh, wanted to be in it. Um, oh, the yeah. Guy who you're, hasn't sounding like, you're, you're, sound, you're sounding like Dev all the time now. Um, to be honest with you, uh, when we were going to use him, we put the world title <laughs> you know, when we were going to play the best of the best, we gave him the world title on that show. Uh, when he beat Robert Anthony for it. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I just, like, Devin's kind of like our utility guy. He's a guy that, like, you know, I know what Devin's capable of. You know, we talked about Trent Asset a little bit. Devin is better than Trent. What he wants, I got to find, you got to motivate Dev, you know. Um you know, you got to find ways to, to really get him motivated. It's something he wants. I don't think it's something that he needs. I think it's just something he wants to do. Best of the best to me is not like Bola. Bola is about bringing in every top guy in the world and just letting him do the thing. Best of the best is, to me is about these are the next guys. And these are the guys. And, you, you know, you might sprinkle in, like, you know, like I said, we brought in Ethan Page this year. Like, he's a good guy. You know, I brought in Ethan because mm-hmm. I, I like Ethan. I think Ethan's phenomenal. And he also has good matches with Ricky Shane Page. And they know each other. And that's why I think that match was good. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say Devin won't be in it at some point, but I never felt like he needed it. Devin's always been that guy that, hey, Devin, we need the hardcore match on the show. Hey, Devin, you're the world champion. Go out there and defend the title. Have a great match. Hey, Devin, you're in this storyline. Um, hey, Devin, Connor's a young guy. I need a veteran out there to, you know, put this together, you know, it's like it's like, and Devin, Devin's that guy that you don't need him until you need him. Sometimes, like Devin's the MVP of Cage of Death. Like he has for years. When Dev, I need you to go out there and die. All right, boss. That's my payday. Like that. That's how he is. You know, Devin, yeah. I need you to go out there and captain this scramble match. Cause it's a, it, it, it's just a scramble to get everybody on and just to have a good match. You got it. Got it, boss. That's Devin Moore. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like he's doing you a lot of favors being the go-to guy, but if he wants to be in best of the best and you know he can go, I, I don't know. I, I think that's the guy you put in. Yeah, but he's never really needed it. I mean, I think that he's always like – it's the same reason why guys like like 
to make Devin. Devin's already a star. You know, and I think that's why I haven't done it. And, like, me and him have had this argument a hundred times. Mm-hmm. You know, but it doesn't mean it won't happen next year. You know, and... The, the junior title. Uh, it continues to just be, you know, kind of a, an afterthought. It was used as a prop for a while. The Wired title was named after a failed TV program. And it's really – the junior title is, is – it still has the history. You can't take away the history of the junior title. What would be the problem with going back to the junior title? I don't own it. What do you mean? I don't own the belt. I don't own the belt. I don't own it. We sold it. We we sold it to buy a flight from Asada, if I recall. <laughs> um, but, um, I mean, I could probably get it back. I mean, we thought about redoing a new title. Um, one of the things I didn't want to do, and, like, I wanted to get away from the mystique of, like, cruiserweights and, like, small guys. When you have a guy like Black Jesus, your world champion, like, if you look at the independents, there's not a lot of guys that are heavyweights. You know, like, they're, they're not, like, these heavyweight champions. That's why it was, like, the world title, you know? Or sure. the CZW title. World I, title I like covers CZW all world. weight, but you still have your cruiserweights. Yeah, but it used to be called the heavy. It, it used to be called the heavyweight title, and we got rid of that. And then we had the Iron Man belt, and then we had all these other belts. That it was like you have five belts. Like we had a, a, the, the Deathmatch title, uh, we had the Wire title, we had the, the Junior title, we had the Tag titles, we had the World title, we had the Iron Man title, and then it was kind of like, hey, we need we needed a the World title, Tag titles, and a mid card. You know, your mid-card belt, your intercontinental, or your, like, your young guys that are going to be there someday or the next gen or whatever. And then, obviously, we got rid of it to get around the, the, the TV program that we were going to launch, and then that didn't take off. And, and TV is something that I think we need to have. I think that's the biggest thing that we need to do. Um, but that's another conversation for another day. And, um mm-hmm. You know, we had backing for that, and then it just it fell apart right when it started. And by then, we already had it in motion. And then it was like, you know, it's like the Iron Man title. Like, we, we sold it to give money to John, you know, because John needed the money to pay for uh, his son's funeral and, and, you know, things like that. And I don't own the belt. I bet I could get the belt back. And now it's like, is it really worth doing? Or what I've thought about is creating a new one. And, and then it's just, hey, I need the money to make the belt and design the belt. And, you know, like I always wanted to call it the hybrid title. You know, I wanted I wanted hybrid wrestling, you know, when we did hybrid ENT. Um, yeah. Because I thought, but, you know, I, 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 I see your point. That's, that's been something that's been debated over for years now. I just so. think the history of the junior title is strong. And to, to lose that and just have it as a retired title, I understand, like, some of the Iron Man, especially when they introduced the Deathmatch title, it kind of blurred the lines there and it made it difficult. You know, they reinvented that and made it the new horror and all that. But I think the junior title well, still has its you, roots you know, that, are, that are really, really strong. You know why they had to do You see, you don't know why they had to do that, though. Why we had to make it the new horror title, do you, Jay? Why that, that? That wasn't something that, because Iron Chef sued us. We got oh, yeah. sued and had to change the name. Huh? Yep, it's just like, remember WWE couldn't be WWF because of the Wildlife Federation? Right. crazy, right? Iron Chef sued us. So we had, that's why we got rid of the belt. It wasn't the Why'd Iron Chef title, it was the Iron Man title. 
Yeah, but they had something. They had it copyrighted and trademarked and all that stuff. They own the That's word Iron. They own the the Iron Man champion. Our Iron Man championship was owned by whatever that production company is. I could look up the name of it if I was in my house, but um, they they sued us. That's why we we dropped. That's why I went to the new horror title. That's why I got put on Sammy. And then when we ran with that because we couldn't use the, the name anymore. And then when I took over CZW, I copyrighted all kinds of stuff and like like our CZW logo like. People steal clips and put them up on YouTube. That's why everything's watermarked now, because you can say it's fair usage. No, it's not. I copyrighted that logo. I'll sue you. Take it down. You know what I'm saying? And YouTube will do it. That's why we watermark right. everything. Like when you right. watch the DVDs or you watch an iPay-Per-View, everything's watermarked. So it's that's hard to take off. So I can literally get things, anything in the United States at least, pulled. You know, because torrents right. are killing our business right now. Mm-hmm. So, but like, just just to cap that, like I said, the junior title's history is strong, and that's that's the reason why I think it's very important to see the W. I mean, I know a lot of things have gone on with other titles, but that that's one that I think. No, I I, I I agree with you. It is it is something that uh, it, that is definitely something that has been debated here by many a wrestler, um, yeah. and we have talked about it time and time again. What do you think makes a good heel in your definition of a heel? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that can make a good heel, but a heel is supposed to get heat. Um, how I was always taught is heels are, are, are not supposed to be cheered. You know, if the crowd is into the guy and they want to see him win, he's not a heel, he's a babyface. And, you know, the, the old school concept of professional wrestling, what I was taught, you know, it's it's not always good versus evil in my mind, but it was always like the heel is the bad guy. I look at it now like, you know, heels are guys that the crowd dislikes and they don't want to see win. They want to love their baby face, their hero, no matter what his character is. Because back in the day, heels cheated and that's what they do. Now, baby faces cheat and they're over for doing it. You know what I'm saying? I and blatantly, like right in front of the referee. You know, and specifically in CZW. Like, it's the worst there because we don't, we have very lax rules. You know, like, there's not a whole lot of count outs and stuff unless, like, we need it. And, like, that's a bad thing, too. And But once you stop doing that, the crowd, you know, when we try to, like, oh, hey, let's install some rules, then the boys take advantage of it. Or then when we do it, the crowd completely craps on it because they go, wait, you've been doing this for 17 years. Why are you doing this now? You know? Um, mm-hmm. They don't buy into it. So, like, if you'll notice, like, I have taken a slow route to get there over the last six years to do some of the things that we've done. And uh, you can't flip a switch. We've tried it before, and it's failed. Um, but, like, that's what it is and to me. It, it's, like, and, and it's not even that, like, that, 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 that what people call X-Pac heat. Because X-Pac's over. Like, they don't get it. Like, he has his own heat. He's over. You're talking about him. He's relevant. Like, right. like Brock Lesnar's character is a heel. He's a bad guy. He has a heel manager. You know what I'm saying? But he beats people's asses. And we love people. Nick Gage is a heel. He's a heel. That's his character. It's, it's what a traditional bad guy is. But he beats people up, and American people love that. We do. They love it all over the world. That's why Nick Gage is mm-hmm. he's the king. That's why people love him. 
And that's why when we've tried to make him heal in the past, the crowd doesn't exactly – they just know, oh, he's, he's in the heel role. He's the bad guy. But, like, we love Nick Gage. No. That's why I think, like, you know, certain guys really have worked really well. Drew Gulak, when we made him a heel for a better combat show, people hated him. They respected that he was a credible wrestler. You know what I'm saying? They respected but they hated him. They didn't want to see him win. Remember when he had the world title? Right. They never wanted to see him win. We wrestled Danny Havoc? No. But they know Drew Gulak can wrestle, and, he, and, and he's, he's talented. That, that, that's a good heel to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem that I think now is a lot of guys with the super indie mentality, specifically in CZW, they don't do the right things. Like, I'm all for you doing your cool, sh- you know, your cool shit, okay? Like, mm-hmm. Air Fox right now, Air Fox is supposed to be a heel. He's not. He's over his rover, man. Come on. Like, he's Air Fox. You can't make him a, He's not a bad guy. You know? The crowd loves right. You know, we try to make Matt Tremont a heel. Did you see that? And Matt Tremont was doing yeah, old school bad guy oh stuff. They weren't booing him for nothing, man. It's it just... It, it, so, so you got to look at it how I look at it. Like, the best heel in CZW right now, for no apparent reason, is me. No matter what I do, people just want to see me get my ass kicked. When anytime I wrestle anybody and they kick my ass, that guy is loved. That guy is the man. Everybody. Well, uh, I mean, that, that has a lot to do Sammy with you Callahan. booking yourself against the top face. Yeah, but I don't always book myself. I book myself against the guy that's going to be, and I never win. I never win. I do that because no matter what, well, everybody knew. The guy's over because he's the top face, not because you're a phenomenal heel. I mean, when you book yourself against Sammy Callahan, Sammy Callahan's over. You book yourself against Tremont, Tremont's over. That, that's not, you know, Tremont, because Tremont, of you. When I booked myself against, when I booked myself against Tremont, he wasn't the top face. We made him the top face by that angle. Chris Dickinson needed to be me. My character, you got to look at it how I have to look at this. Vince McMahon is me. We outed that when John sold me the company because we did it the way John wanted to do it. Um, I'm already important. I'm a top guy just because I'm that. If I made Kit Osborne, if Kit Osborne was the boss, okay, still important because he's the guy. He's the boss. He's the man. And I'm the guy you already hate. And I was hated before I was the boss. That was, that was the role. You know, it was that was who I was. I might not be the, the best in-ring, like, general as some of these guys and do get it over. But people right. want to see me get beat up. I didn't I didn't exactly put myself in that role. I put George Gatton I, I wrestled him at Cage Death. Like he beat me. He was over. I had heat. That was it. Chris Dickinson was gonna get to the world title. He beat me to get to the world title to become the top guy. And then he had a meltdown and that was that's another issue. Um but it's 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 those things. Like I said, I never went Sammy was always there to beat me. Why Sammy needed he needed they needed Vince McMahon just like Vince needed Austin. We don't have another guy that has that. Drew Gulak came damn close though. Gulak's good. He's he's the man. Greg now is getting some good heat. Where it's gonna go? You know I don't know. There's a couple of Gresham. Gresham's another guy who's starting to like people just want to see him get his ass kicked. Like and that's where now I'm taking myself off the show. It's their time. You know, like somebody yeah. asked me in an interview the other day, why are you in TOD, DJ? You've been saying you want to take yourself off the show. It's really simple. I'm good at it. You know, people like seeing me in death matches, and I don't get paid. And I'm actually contemplating now, like, the reason I put myself in it was a storyline purpose. Now I'm thinking about pulling myself right. out of it. Because, but then i got to worry about 
all right, what are we going to draw? Are we going to be able to make bills? You know, I know I can count on myself. I Everybody knows I'm willing to do dumb stuff. Like, I've done some of the dumbest things in the history of the company. Syringes and cinder blocks and, you know, like, off-the-cage bumps and that are stupid. You know, it's, okay, well, am I that guy? Can I win it? I mean, I've already technically won a tournament of death. So, you know, it's, wow, DJ could put himself over, and people keep thinking that. I don't book, have to always book myself in the top angle. You know, I booked myself against Greg Excellence when we were thinking about getting rid of him, and then everybody loved him for a while. Remember when John ran in and killed me in the arena? It was great. You know, it, it was just one of those things. Um, but there are guys now that I don't have to be out there. We've made them, and I don't want to be out there putting guys over. I want to be running the show. You know, I, right. and trust me, I like performing more than anything. I like being out there. I I. But I'd rather go out and be, like, the authority figure bad guy, and then when I have to wrestle, wrestle. You know, and that's kind of the direction. I'm, I'm getting older, too. Like, I mean, nothing against John, but people forget John's in his 50s, man. Like, I don't want to be Ric Flair. I don't want to be Hogan out there dropping the leg at 62 years. Like, I don't want to be that guy. You know, I, I, I know – I know I'm good, or at least I think I am. That's my opinion, and you guys can all debate that, and that's great. But, like, you know, it, you know, I know. I mean, but that transcends into every other product that I work for, whether it's Rockstar Pro, AWE, PWX. And there are places like Rockstar, I'm a babyface, and I'm over. Like, it's nuts. But in CZW, I'm never going to be that guy. I'm going to be the guy that the old-school fan looks at and goes, you took what John Zandig built and turned it into this. You know what I'm saying? And then to the new fans, it, it, it's like, oh, you're the douchebag who takes things away from us. It is what but it if is. you played a role of a guy who turned something they loved into something else, don't you think that equates into lost in fans? Or do you think that they just continue to show up like lemmings regardless of what you book? Why don't you tell me? One of them. I, I 100% think. I mean, I, I'm I'm a way different than a lot of these fans. So me I, I personally, agree, I, I, agree, I I agree with that. But those, those guys that that kind of are in, you know, that one section of the CZW crowd that literally fights with the other side of the crowd. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, or those guys are they keep coming, and yeah. the old guys yep. come, and the, the fans that that kind of hate that about me. They show up to every TOD, every cage. They've grown up. They have kids. They have wives. They have jobs. They can't make every show. They're not teenagers anymore. And you, of all people, know Absolutely. that, too. Because, because oh, yeah. I've, seen you, I've seen you post, hey, man, i got to be here the next day. I'm going to miss the dub. You know, it is what it is. So, yeah, there are yep. some of those people who kind of have that resentment. But they also don't look at it like the wrestling now is better than it's ever been. Production is better than it's ever been. CCW has been more places than it's ever been. CCW now in the DJ Hyde area, look at all the guys that have come through my era of wrestling and now work for the top company. They don't, you didn't really see yeah, that very I much mean, then. A lot of that translates to John's era too. I don't know. I mean, you could say that to an example of like John. Well, Drake came in on this. Under John, Sammy came in under John, Moxley came in under John. I mean, all those and guys. John I mean, made, and they, John made them hardcore. John made them hardcore guys and didn't have the connections to get them looked at. I mean, regardless I of what you say, I mean, they came in under his watch. You're calling them your guys. I mean, it's 
they came in under his watch, but besides Drake Younger out of that group, who got them booked? Yeah. Ah, see, people don't know that. John, John Moxley came out here on a whim because myself and Drake Younger talked to him and lived on Devin Moore's couch for a year. Mm-hmm. So he did. And Devin Moore is another guy who would not be in CCW without me and Black Junior. you got to remember, John hated PWU. And he left. He screwed him over. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's heard about the heat between me and Eddie Kingston. Eddie got booked because of me. I, t- I helped talk John into bringing him in. Me, Joker, and Jeez. He, he, John didn't want to do that. He didn't want to bring in a quack guy. He didn't want to do that. And Burns and Mike Burns, Mike Burns did that. John didn't like, didn't like quack either. Go back and watch Best of the Best. Funny shoot stories, man. Only time the promoter hasn't presented the trophy when Quack won. Only time. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. That stupid stuff, to me, that's mundane and that's dumb, but that's how it was. But there were guys pushing for those guys. There were guys that were, you know, Sammy got brought in because of Drake and me and a couple other guys. Drake maybe more because Drake at the time was John Golden Boy. But you also got to remember, I gave all those guys the opportunities to be wrestlers. And to really kind of do more things and took them overseas and got them more opportunities. And, like, I'm not taking 100% credit, but I will tell you that when John Moxley calls me and goes, hey, do you have Joey's number? I want to get a look. I can make the call. You know, I can help him with that. You know, and, and a number yeah. of other guys. It, it, because I had a relationship with them. And part of that was, like, hey, I'm in CZW, and I'm, like, that's a big place. But it was also where, like, hey, I was trained with the Wild Samoans, and, you know, everybody makes fun of me about Al Snow all the time, and, you know, things like that. I had those connections and could open doors for guys. And now, I mean, my relationship with them is 10 times better. So, um, you know, because now it's like, hey, we've done business. They they purchased clips. They brought in guys. They, they subscribe. To, they buy our iPay-per-views, and, you know, like, when Drake Younger calls you and goes, guess what we did tape study today, man? Tangle Web 4. These big some bitches are looking at me like I'm crazy. You know, it's like, you yeah. know. What do you, what do you think the difference between, um, the attendance was drastically different between, like, a, um, the anniversary show and Best of the Best. What do you think the difference was? I think I think the, the attendance paid why was about the same uh, this year. Yeah. Yeah, the anniversary show was packed. Uh, no, it was about it was about the same. It was pretty close. It just seemed packed. Really? I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it was about the same. I also think that the big difference is we didn't run a January show. Um, and people wanted their fix. And the anniversary show was one of our big shows. We had a great lineup. I mean, the card was stacked. We had Drake on the show at the anniversary show. Um, sure. Best of the best was pretty. Best of the best was pretty good. It was on par with, with that. I mean, I think the anniversary did draw a little bit better. But that's one of our big four shows, you know. Anniversary, be- I mean, big six, anniversary, best of the best, TOD, uh, Down with the Sickness, Tangle Web, and uh, Cage. Those are our bigger yeah. kind of events. You know, every couple right. months, we, you know, it's, and the anniversary, plus not running in January, which financially and business-wise was the best idea I've ever, ever had. Uh, let me let me give credit where it was due. It wasn't my idea. It was Maven Bentley. Um, like, because January is usually a bad month. 
Mm-hmm. Like last year, the reason sure. I ran the arena in July was because after TOD, it's kind of like it's TOD. It's a mile. Like there, there's going to be 1,500 people. Like it, it's a monster. You know, after after WrestleMania every year, like you know, 100,000 people. You think anybody's caring about payback? Uh, I don't know. They might not even sell right. out. So mm-hmm. it, it, it's 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 one of those things, you know, but. Another thing I, I, I want to ask is the, um, the security in the uh, the skate zone. What's the deal with the uh, surgeon? What exactly are they looking for? Uh, knives, guns, things like that. Um, I know that's something that's been complained about by fans recently. Um, the Philadelphia Flyers own the business building. Like, they actually train in uh-huh. that building. So they get, like, I don't know, man, like, they're crazy about stuff like that. There's certain things like that we can and can't. Like, there's areas in the building. Like, if you notice, um, and you'll notice coming in the future, too, that uh, the back area behind the building has completely changed where we used to, like, just drive into the inside of the fence and then they redid it because they didn't want us in there. So it's, like, it's, uh-huh. it's just weird it's stuff. It's their rules. Um, and, like, they've had some instances where people have brought some things in there and – you got to remember, a major, major sports team is there. Like those guys are in that building while we're running shows. Like every now and it's then, it's just crazy because they don't search you at the they don't search you at the door. I mean, you walk by, you know, little girls ice skating, holding hands, and then you get into you know where the, the wrestling show is, and that's when they're you know patting you down. I, I don't really understand. Yeah, but look, look at look at their clientele compared to ours. I mean, we have guys that you know. When you start looking at the people that come to a Cajun Death and they're out there, and, like, one of the things that really became a problem this year at Cajun Death was people were tailgating and not just drinking. They were smoking weed and other things. It became a problem. And, you know, we are a a real company. We're not like most – you know, we're not like some just some guys running a wrestling show, you know. We Mm -hmm. are CZW, LLC. We pay taxes. We, you know, like – we actually have contracts on things and, you know, people are contracted to do things. And, 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 you know, there's a lot of stuff like that, that everything we do has to be reported. Um, there's, there's a lot of that stuff that's, that's going on that is just, you can't take a chance. And, and we're also, we're that company. We're the bad guy. We're the death match. Like these guys are, you know, they're going to go out there and bleed. And when you have things like panes of glass flying through the air, and it's a, it's, it's just, just crazy to see like you walk past the children before they search. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I don't disagree that it's stupid. Cause <laughs> like, to be honest with you, you got to also remember, I am paying those guys to do that. Right. So I am, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to sit here and go, hey, man, I'm going to pay you a, a crap ton of money because you have this background or because you're a cop or because you do security or whatever it is. And that's an investment I have to make for the building. You know, yeah, it, it's one of those things that you kind of got to play the concessions, man. Like, you know, it, 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 it's why you don't see guys like those red chairs that you sit in at the skate zone. They're really nice. They're former Spectacore chairs. Yeah, when I break one of those, if one of those breaks, 
man, that sucks for me because they charge me an arm and a leg, you know, and yeah. it, it's one of those things like that we just kind of have to do because that's what they told us. That It's in our contract at the building. So mm-hmm. that, that you're going to do this. And yeah, it, it's understandable, but I don't particularly, you know, I don't care to inconvenience my fans. You know, I want people mm-hmm. to come into any building that we're running and, and enjoy, have a good experience. Sure. So, so yeah, man, uh, look, the, the blog talk thing is going to cut me off in like nine minutes. So I'm going to have to wrap this up. Um, you know, I got to no, thank you again for coming on. We've, we've gone nah, man. just shy hey, of three anytime, hours. Jay. Anytime, um, you know, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and literally like, you know, fans that listen to this long podcast, because it is a DJI podcast, um, you know, Jay doesn't pull punches, man. That's why I like him. That's, uh, you know, and, and he gives me criticism. And I, I was expecting you really to go in harder on me today. So, uh, but. Uh, no, I'm a, I'm a fair guy. What What's your favorite DJ Hyde screenshot? Screenshot? Yeah, oh, yeah I, like I post the, the uh, you know the things that they put up um, on, on social media, like from my shoot interviews and stuff like that. I don't know. Right. Uh, That's the one. There was one, yeah, my favorite. there was one, there was one that like, uh, I was making like a weird, like a face or something. I don't know what it was. And I was, I thought I, I looked at it and laughed. I actually think you posted it too. Or somebody retweeted oh, yeah. it. Oh I'm behind it all. <laughs> well, I, I know that. And like, you know, you're gonna get those guys early. Like, I told them on your wall on your birthday. Oh, yeah, that was one of them. Yeah, it was one of the ones you. I make it a weird like face, and I look weird. I don't know what. I think I think during the shoot, like Lauderdale asked me some question, and I was like, I don't even remember. I thought it was like weird, but yeah, I, I it's a weird face with it. I'm like, I look completely stupid, but it's my favorite one. So okay, there's another Excellent. one where I, I think. There's that one, or there's there's one where I'm really looking into the camera and I'm like trying to talk to people, and I'm like I was pissed off about whatever I was talking about. I think that one was like, yeah. or I was like doing, I was, I was probably talking about something like call me bro or something. So I have no clue. <laughs> but that one, that one was another one of my favorite ones. So keep them, keep them coming, just you know. I, I like I said, Jay. Like I appreciate fans. You want to be critical about the product, just. Do it in a constructive way. I don't mind. I don't care. You're never going to – the Internet's never going to bother me. <laughs> so, right. Uh, you know, please like feel free to tell DJ Hyde. No, I'd love to come on again. Uh, maybe uh, maybe after you, TOD we'll every, do another one. Yeah, sure. Um, anything you want to plug? Go ahead, man. Uh, I mean, seriously, fans, just check out CZW Studios. I mean, you can get on there for a month free, watch every CZW show that we have up. We're going to be uploading everything. We have Five Bros Wrestling, Legacy, Title, a ton of new companies. EWA just got up there. There's going to be a bunch of new companies by the end of the year. And eventually, by hopefully by year end, we'll have every CZW show up. There's over 250 shows up currently. Uh, between that, CZW, WSU, and a number of other things, check that out. Check out Shop uh, CZW just launched uh, literally not even a month ago at this point. Uh, it's where you're going to be able to get your CZW merchandise, DVDs. We got keychains, buttons, all kinds of new merch coming um, from our, our good friends over at Bottom Line Merch and Cold Cuts. You know, all stuff in-house. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, every social media at Combat Zone. Uh, you can find me at DJ Hyde underscore one. 
If you have questions, my email is djhyde at czwrestling.com. Um, I can't spell, as we pointed out, but I will get back to you. So, uh, you know, <laughs> right. just, just, um, just support, real quick support about wrestling. The, uh, the streaming site, real quick, um, is there any plans to ever make it all inclusive as far as covering the live shows, too? I know it can't be hosted on the same yes. site, but no, possibly yes, yes, like the can. subscribers get a discount code or something. No, yes, it can. That we're, we're, we're actually working on We're hoping that that will launch by 2017. We're hoping that Cage of Death okay. will be the first show that we can do. We've, we're already okay. on top of that with, with them. That's one of the big, big, big things that we, we hope to do. So, That's a big selling point. Well, I, I I really think it is, and, and all those fans that watch that for ten bucks a month, you can't beat it. I mean, you you can't. Right. It's literally the best thing that we I've I've been working on that site for for years, and now we're finally where it needs to be. It's just now I got to get everything up there, and and that's the hard part. So, um, sure. But it'll get there. And uh, but yeah, right. we're gonna have that by by year's end, and we're also gonna like. The goal is towards the end of the year we're going to start doing more uncut. Uh, we talked about doing a CZW roundtable thing, like put that up there, like uh, maybe monthly or bi-monthly with guys, and maybe bringing in guys like you. We've actually talked about that recently. Mm-hmm. We we have a lot of ideas that um, that things that we want to put just original content up there. So um, right, but but check us all out. Support CZW. Support WSU. We didn't even talk about WSU surprisingly, um, but. Um, you know, and, and like I said, fans, just support wrestling, like, just in general. If you love it, just enjoy being there. Like, these guys are killing themselves for you. Trust me, I'm one of them. So, uh, you know, we, we want to make you happy. We, we want you to enjoy the experience. And if there's something you think that can be better, feel free to voice your opinion. Uh, trust me, I read it. Right. Uh, doesn't always mean I act, because, because there may be reasons we don't, but... It's there. Don't don't act like I don't see it. I do, and I want to see it. I just keep talking about it everywhere. Yeah. So, um, I know. With that, Jay, you know, I thank you again for having me on, and I hope to be on again in the future. No problem. We'll definitely do this again. Awesome. All right. All right. Take care. So there you go. There was DJ Hyde, man. Um, long show, and um, you know. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to go out there. I want to clear up a lot of things. I want to talk about a lot of things I had on my mind and things I've been questioned over the months. And, you know, again, thank you for DJ, to, you know, to DJ for coming on. I had a bunch of other things to talk about. Um, I'm going to do another short show later in the week just because I, I want to talk about my race. I want to talk about China. I want to talk about Prince. I want to talk about whatever else came up this week. I didn't get a chance to talk to it. His blog talk's going to cut me off in a matter of like two minutes. So I really can't even start to get into anything else. Actually just told me 90 seconds. So I hope everybody enjoyed. Check me the fuck out in a couple days. I'll, you know, just randomly bullshit about some stuff. And then next week be back with the full show, all right? So check you guys out later. Peace. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.